night and we're in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from the garage. Uh, I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to Live from the Garage. Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said, oh, R. I A M. That's my name from the other end. Hey, everybody, this is Cone and Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, What's your favorite with? radio station? I have the garage. Look at the cycle logs into this shit. <laughs> Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound It's gonna ever keep me down. Live. The I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my grade school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. I have a great story. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? John Hulan, fuck you. Thank you, Dave Harrison. Oh, can I hear myself? I can. Ryan can't get his microphone on. The show's off to a great start. Let me help you with that, pal. I'm uh, I'm good at this. I'm an engineer. I'm good. Somebody greased up my mic stand. <laughs> that Pat Walsh. God damn it! My mic stand's been greased up. He WD forded it, and the thing keeps flying up to the uh, ceiling. As soon as I took my headphones off, it shot up to the ceiling, and the microphone just started dangling. <laughs> I have to have the whole thing rigged up with like a uh, plastic uh, garbage ties, or what do they call them, electrician ties? Right. So it doesn't go flying up to the ceiling. Right. It's a big pain in the ass. I'll never forgive him for that if also he's listening. Also known as riot cuffs. That's right. Pat yeah. is uh, away. Pat's in Ireland today. Mm. Uh, but uh, Ryan is here with me. Hey, how are you? And of course, Tommy Rockstar, uh, well, I'm not going to bust his balls too bad this week because he did a great job getting us a great guest. He's going to be late. He's bringing along. You know who he's bringing along? I, I know who, but I don't want to ruin it for the audience. He's bringing along a, a man called Dave Weston. Dave Westron. What? Wait, I didn't know about that. Oh, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, Dave Weston's going to sit in today. Get out of here. Don't Holy you shit. go on the internet or anything? Yeah, but I, it was somebody else up there, I thought. <laughs> though we had a call-in guest. We do, we do. Somebody much different. <laughs> that last part, I didn't... Uh... Dave Westron's going to sit in. Correct Tron, bro. Thank you. Correct Tron. And uh, he's uh, from the band Weston. Some of you may re- remember their big hit, Got <laughs> Beat Up and all that stuff. So uh, the legendary punk band Weston. Dave's going to join us. We're happy to have him on. And uh, hopefully Mario will be coming in much, much later. Much, much later. Much, much later. He had something to do today. I don't know what the hell he He said he's going to a party. He's going to show up really banged up, you know. He's got always got some kind of teaching event where he has to, like, he thinks people respect him or something. It's pretty funny. <laughs> he, he lives another lifestyle, I tell you. They do. Yeah, they, they like, think he's a real person. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> My cousin, uh, his, uh, his fiance works with mario right she's a teacher also uh-huh she says everybody fucking loves him yeah they they they're absolutely they think he's the funniest guy he's re- he's like revered that's why when i make fun of him he gets all bent out of shape right that's the that's the one area you're not allowed to fuck with with him uh, he was i was having it out with him again but it so much of it doesn't make sense to me still yeah you know, he writes uh, your, first of all, he just writes you are most of the time. If he actually decides to spell it as Y-O-U-R. Yeah. Man has a master's you know, degree. Instead of uh, you are. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not the smartest guy around. Listen, I don't think. Uh, judge uh, anybody on their intelligence. Busting people's balls over grammar is uh, kind of a passe. But that guy, come on, dude. At least try. You're a teacher, for God's sakes. He yeah. writes letters like that, too, to people. They call it functioning illiterate. It's fucking embarrassing. 
How the hell do you get through college? Don't you have to pass an English class? You have to do all that. You have to, right? Oh, I used to get, if I did anything, the slightest mistake, if I didn't put a comment. The spelling right. counts in life. If you Red fill out a resume and, and, you look, and you sound like an idiot, who the hell's yeah. going to hire you? I, I don't even know. Do you think he ever wrote up a resume? <laughs> it's in all caps. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's on the <laughs> Mets letterhead. Yeah. He used Mr. Met as a reference. Yeah. He uh, he wrote he wrote something the other day. I was making fun of him. He wrote a uh, that uh, the Cubs were tempting the faith. <laughs> tempting the faith. He's like, "Fuck you, John Land! You grammar police, bipolar piece of garbage!" He got all mad at me. Right. He he expects us to let it slide every single time. I try, man. It's so bad, though. Like, listen, you mess up a word, fine. Who cares? You know, we always say like, we don't know why we hang out. It I don't know like, why he hangs out with us. It's not even a third grade level. It's like it's you know it's like kindergarten. Yeah, I don't know why he hangs out. I know why he hangs out with us. He hangs out with us because all his friends are sick of his fucking antics. Right. He doesn't have any friends. Who are his friends besides me? And his friends don't have a pizza box sitting on the <laughs> counter either. <laughs> He's over here every day because I'm the only one who'll tolerate him. I love you, Mario. That's <laughs> the only reason I'm saying this because he's not listening. He's at some function. Mm. Who knows what he's up to? We'll see how wasted he is when he gets here. Hopefully, he, that guy's got to relax with that shit. Yeah. Well, I'll say it again. I've said it before. I hang out with him because I blame everything on him, and my wife believes me. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the other thing. <clears throat> the wives love him, too. It's like it's like being with your friend that you can't get in trouble. Right. Like you bring him over the house, and like you're going to get in trouble, and your mom was going to yell at you, but you're with like your friend that your mom likes, and like she lets everything slide. Well, I mean, think about it how it is. It's, he's got everything a woman wants. He's got personality. He's uh, not afraid to express himself. He's got a solid job and good retirement. And, right. uh, <laughs> he owns property. <laughs> 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 I do quite well for myself. You know what? I, I'm starting to get a little attracted to yeah, him, too, here. I, and I I'm take him out on a it. date. Wow. He's good. So I don't know, man. Who knows? It's like, that's weird. It's weird. He knows where to find all the best eats in town. Yeah, he's he's a knowledgeable man. He's a uh, he's world traveled. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of things going for him. If if only he wasn't annoying as fucking hell, then uh, he might. I don't know if that guy. He just skips by on everything, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I like his philosophy in life. I gotta tell you, when it's just me and him and we're driving around or something like that, I have a great time. I love the adventures that you go on with him. Yeah. There's always a lot of adventures. I took a man antiquing in Pennsylvania once, and he was hilarious, that, <laughs> that whole trip. <laughs> well, it's good to have him with you when you're like doing a, some kind of bargain hunting or you have to talk to somebody selling something. Right. Because he just has no shame and is not afraid to, to talk people down and talk to this one and that one. You know, when I saw him, when we saw that Joe Beningo and went to get a station ID, he ran right up there. Like, he'll do all that stuff. He has, you know, he has, he has right. zero uh, inhibition. Yeah. Yeah. About He's not shameable. Sort of right. Right. He's the unflappable Mario. The unflappable Mario. Guess what else is going on on the show today? I need to announce this. This is big. Our guest calling in at 9 o'clock is Stuart Shapiro. Do you know who that is? That guy, I know who that is. I know that guy. That guy uh, is the creator of a show that was on the USA Network in the 80s. This weird kind of uh, concept show of put together clips, videos, movies, old animation, and like uh, just, a, just a weird like cultural uh, you know, 80s touchstone of a television show that aired in the middle of the night called Night Flight. I'm sure pl- plenty of the audience remembers that that show. Yep. 
We're going to be talking to Stewart at 9 o'clock. How and the he, fuck do we find these people? I don't know. Tommy uh, is doing a great job on the guest. That's I why I can't anybody. bust his balls this week. <laughs> you take your time, Tommy. Right. If you're listening on the LIE, you do, you take your time, buddy. These guys are coming it. up with everybody. I'm like, I think I could get... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think I could get uh, Tree Voigt to call in. You know, well, I think today. someone who knew him is a big fan of the show. This nice woman, Mary, and uh, she uh, thought it would be a great fit and said, hey, I get to hear my favorite radio show and my favorite uh, TV show on at the same time. Nice. So that was nice of her to say and nice of her to uh, try to get the ball rolling here. So we were talking to Stuart at 9. And, uh, you know, it was like kind of, it was like a, you know, it was like an MTV kind of show except cool. Introducing a lot of punk rock to people who would normally uh, not see that kind of thing. So yeah, US, back then, USA Network was, uh, you know, I guess pretty new or whatever, or struggling for programming, and uh, took a chance with this show right around the writer strike time because Saturday Night Live was off the air. They figured, hey, we'll try to fill that slot on our network mm-hmm. with something cool and subversive and weird. So yeah, there's a lot of angry kids <coughs> looking for something to watch on TV in the middle yeah, of the it, night. It ran for uh, from '81 to '88, so that's a good run. And then it got syndicated. Jeez. And now it's back and uh, in the form of Night Flight Plus. It's a subscription service. I was just checking it out before. There's a million things on there. It's great. It's like two ninety nine a month or 30 bucks a year. Did you pay for it? I didn't. I got a guest password to check oh, it out. You got an admin password? Yeah. Nice. And uh, it's available on Roku, Roku and Chromecast and will soon be available on Apple TV and Amazon Fire. So that's how, it's how, pretty cool. How's it looking? It looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I was I immediately started watching the Billy Joel episode. <laughs> it's like interviews and stuff and movies. They used to sit, they would use, it was like four hours long. They would show like uh, full length cult movies and stuff, you know? Right. That's good. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah so uh, I'm excited for that. I think I'll be subscribing to that on, uh, as soon as it comes out on Apple TV. I don't have a Roku. Roku. I have an Amazon. Oh, my son has an Amazon Fire. I should steal that from him. Check that out. Well, well you can't we'll, just use like a Prime service or something like that? I don't that? know. We'll ask Stuart about that when we get him on. I'm not sure how, how it works. I got to figure out what I have. Yeah. I, I know I have like Netflix and I watch, I, I never even use it. I, I watch usually the first three or four episodes of a TV show like Daredevil or something. And right. I, I keep forgetting to go back to it. So I don't bother with it. Yep. Anymore. I'm still, I've been in the middle of Narcos for like a month. Is that I haven't, Yeah, I like it a lot. It's a good show. Yeah, the only one I saw through was uh, that uh, 80s one with all the kids, uh, uh, Stranger Things. Oh, how'd you like that? It was, it was fun, you yeah. know? I watched the first episode of when we were on vacation. Yeah. And then uh, I kind of just forgot to go back to, oh, who has time for TV? I don't have time for shit. I'm sleeping like an hour before the show starts. That's the thing. <sighs> yeah, especially I should have never taken this new work schedule. It's fucking killing me. I should have never done it. Especially with all the sports that are on. Yeah. Now I got the Rangers back and I got the uh, the Knicks back. Knicks are fucking dreadful to watch right they're, now. They're horrible. Oh my god! And uh, went, Rangers are great. I went. Rangers are great. I went to the game last night. They're so fucking fast. Uh, they're looking really good. They played the Oilers, who were seven and two, and yep. beat them. That was a great game, back and forth all night. Did you see uh, the great one? He was at the game. Yes, we did. Wayne Gretzky was in the house. Yeah. And uh, I met him once. I, I told you that, right? No. I was working at the U.S. Open uh, ice cream stand when I was like eighteen <laughs> or seventeen. I might have been seventeen. He was still playing. He was this before he was on the Rangers too. He was on the Kings. 
He's he, eating. He was eating ice cream as an athlete. They're allowed to do that. Yeah, he came up and bought an ice cream for me, and he only had a hundred dollar bill. And I had to go run to another uh, ice uh, cream stand to get change. You know what the move would have been? It's like, don't worry, great, don't worry, great one. It's yeah. on me. I'm like, wait right here, Wayne Gretzky. I'll be right back. He's a very nice guy. He signed an, an ice cream napkin for me, which hangs on the wall over there in the garage to this day. Mm. Yeah, he was a good dude, and uh, he was in the house. The Rangers. Uh, we we actually. I got gifted these tickets because no one, where I'm sitting in the 100 section right behind the goal, there's, you know, nobody, you look around, nobody bought those tickets. Not one person goes, I'm going to go out and buy these Ranger tickets for this game. It's all corporate favors and, you know, hand-me-downs from like, you know, if you work for a bank or something. That's probably, they probably owned already and just nobody nobody decided That's all they're for. It's amazing. I mean, there's people there who are like, you know. No idea what's happening. Well, that's that's the thing too. Is that you got you got the Edmonton Oilers playing at the Garden. People that don't know hockey don't realize that that's a good team this year. Yeah, they think, and it, to them, it's not a sexy choice to go. They're just like, oh, I want to go see the L.A. Kings play or uh, the Blackhawks or the Bruins or something like that. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a fucking nice team out on the ice last oh, night. Oh yeah, they're good man. They look the first good. place Rangers. How about that? Yeah, their wheels fell off last <laughs> night. And yeah. that was it. Um, Lundqvist looks looking showing his age a little bit lately, but hey, yeah, what can you do? It's been like that for a couple of years, yeah. though. Uh, what else? Nothing else happened in sports this week, right? Nope. No, but that it. was it. Yeah. The Mets. Nothing uh, interesting, at least. The Mets um, picked up Jay Bruce's option. Yeah, that's a good move, I think. Familia is in trouble. He might be. Uh, he might have hit his wife. We don't know. Right. Might have. That's about it in the world of baseball. Right. There was an injury reported, <laughs> and we picked up the option on Jose Reyes also. Yeah. So and we uh, who did we drop? Oh, we dropped Jonathan Nice. Yeah, fuck that guy. Right. Yeah. So does uh, you're correct. Cubbies ninety. Oh, Cubbies. Hmm. Something happened with them. Cubbies uh, in the chat box saying uh, sample size. It is a sample size. It's very early in the season, but I like the looks of things so far. Yeah. I like this Vessi kid, VC, however you pronounce his name. Yeah. He's Hayes. got more goals than McDavid. Hayes Fuck you, great. McDavid. Hayes has been great. Hayes, Hayes sucks. Incredible. I was down on that guy forever. Me too. And Kevin Hayes is having a having a great season. I'm still so not far. crazy about him, but he's great this year. Yeah, he has one move. He does this spinning thing every single fucking time. Like in the corner, he spins out a pass or he tries to spin. It's weird. But yeah, they're going to figure him out soon enough. Rangers looking good, and uh, that's it. Uh, Cubs won the World Series. Yeah, uh, should we? Let's give him a little special something. Should we? Yeah, go ahead. Let's. I'm not playing that fucking horrible "Go Cubs Go" song. That's for sure. No, play the Rangers song instead. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. It's about fucking time. Chicago Cubs. It's time for a... Uh, Seriously, how hard is it to win a World Series? It's easy. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> fucking 100 years. It's easy. Did you watch the game, Ryan? You watch Game 7? I did. It was the most exciting thing. I've. One of the most exciting sporting events ever that I've ever seen. I fell asleep, but... Uh, but I woke up right before they won. I fell asleep, and I, they were in the middle of the rain delay. Oh, yeah? yeah oh, bottom, of, bottom of the ninth inning, I fell asleep, and then I woke up. It was the rain delay was going on, and then I saw the, ten, was, the, the tenth inning fantastic. Uh, yeah. I don't it, even know what it was. It was, was an entertaining game. It was a, kind of a sloppy game, Yeah, but it was uh, very entertaining. When I, the Indians tied it up and hit that three-run homer, it was like, holy Jesus. Yeah. This is something. Well, I got. I'm going to give the MVP to the rain delay, actually, because I think that's what really wanted for the Cubs. I will tell you who agrees with that statement is Anthony Rizzo, first baseman for the Cubs, believes yeah. that. Uh, He's a smart kid. I like him. The rain delay, but well, it was fun watching him. I'll tell you yeah. why. During the game, 
they had a mic on him or, or pointing the mic at the dugout or something. And he's grabbing that guy Ross, the catcher, who's the old guy, David Ross, who yeah. hit a solo shot in that game too. To say because he had two terrible errors. And uh, he's grabbing the guy, and he's going, you can see he's going, I'm so excited. I'm so emotional. I'm an emotional wreck. It's like, <laughs> so it's fun to watch a player be like, watching it like he's a, just a fan, you know, but he's in the game. So he seems all right. And I he's done know. now. That's it. What do you mean? David Ross. Isn't he retired? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Anthony Rizzo's retiring, game. didn't you hear? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had enough. Yeah, he should retire from wearing eye black at, at, in a night game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what are you doing? Did David Wright do that too? Yeah, David Wright's wearing eye black right now. The guy's wearing actually. sunglasses at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> oh, boy. So that's it. They won. Yes, they won. Congratulations, Cubs. And I'm happy for uh, my friends, I guess, and all that. Yeah. But really, I, don't, I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I like seeing people happy. Uh, yeah, and, you know, now you're just another team. Now you're just another team. Right. You can't be whining and crying and this and that and have all this... Uh, History and tradition, you're just a bunch of jadrules. So, uh, what, the Indians are the big drought team now? Now that's, that's what's happening? Oh, are they the longest? Probably, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, 1948. I said 45 last week. Well, the White Sox are the longest before they won in what, uh, 2006 or 2007 or something? White Sox, yeah. 2003. 2005. No, 2003 they won, I'm pretty sure. Mm, I think it was 2005. Well, Brattle, two, correct. 2001 was Diamondbacks, <laughs> 2002 was the Angels, and then 2003, because 2004 was the Red Sox. 2004 was the Red Sox, correct. Right. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure, I, didn't the, the White Sox win twice then? Mm-mm. Yeah? Mm-mm. I think they did. They didn't win twice in the you, 2000? You could think that if you want. I could, I could think anything, I suppose. The White Sox, the Red Sox <laughs> won twice, not the White Sox. Yeah, no, I know that. But. Yeah. Yeah. Brad will tell us in the chat box if he's not too busy. Yeah. Thank you. Is he litigating right now? Yeah, there's a Cubs fan and uh, and uh, Brad who's a, yeah. They won in 2005. I'm right. 2000? No. 2006. Jose says. <laughs> Who knows, man? <laughs> Tommy, yeah, look 2005. At oh, we gotta give Tommy a big uh, introduction here. Hey, man. Tommy, how's it going, man? Tommy, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How's Tim, it going, Dave? Are those headphones little... working? Oh, the can. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me in there? Check one, two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's Try your mic there. Patch me. Oh, there we are. All right. There Patch me in. <laughs> How's it going, Dave? Good to good, see you, man. Good to see you. Hey, let me I'm shocked you're here, man. Hey. I didn't know you were coming. Thank you. The double Thanks handshake. Like we that. have uh, Tommy Rockstar showing up with uh, Dave Weston of Weston. Yeah. Let's give him yeah. a round of applause nice. for a guest. Thanks for coming uh, in today, Dave. Appreciate it, man. I'm delighted you're helping us out. It's a nice job. What's up, guys? Dave, you're a New York guy, right? Or uh, you live in Jersey or something? Uh, New York guy. Uh, I'm from Pennsylvania, though. Uh, okay, you live in Pennsylvania now? Uh, no, sir. I've been living in New York for about 15 years. Oh, uh, okay. That's right. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to see how long the ride was for you. <laughs> <laughs> With me behind the wheel? Yeah. Oh, we problems on the LIE? Problems with the luggage? <laughs> problems with the luggage. <laughs> <laughs> looks good on you, though. Um, no, we were just, I was just wrapping up the merch biz like I do every week. Yep. And uh, grabbed old DW over here. His nickname is The Wolf, by the way. So if you ever hear anyone reference him as The Wolf, that's his... The Wolf. We're on with The Wolf. And I was right. F all of you. The White Sox won in 2005. Thank you. Who won in 2003, then? I don't know. Marlins. Oh, right. That's it. 
You got it. Yep. You so, got it. I'm wrong. John, did you? Did, we were talking about baseball. Might as well talk about that. Did you stay up all night and watch the whole game, or you just kind of yeah. didn't care? No, I st- I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. It was Game Seven of the World Series. I'm in. I'm I'm watching it. You too, Ryan. You watched all. Well, thing? I did not off a little bit during the uh, towards the end of the game, but uh, Erica snored. Was snoring so loud it woke me up, <laughs> and then I saw that they were in a rain delay. I'm like, oh. Are you kidding me? Now I gotta. Yeah, that's what everyone. And then out. all of a sudden, it was like it was. Uh, it was just ending though. When they, when they I came toyed back. with the idea of going to sleep during the rain delay because I go, oh, man, it wasn't gonna be two hours. But uh, right. Uh, then I said to myself, "What are you crazy? Yeah. And are it, you crazy, John Hulan? It's it's the game seven of the World Series. You have no choice. <laughs> no, you have to do. You're it. in it for the long haul. It's and, too bad. You're just gonna have to wake up in the morning and call it a day. And I fucked up too because I came over here the night before to play cards with you guys, and uh, I didn't go to bed till probably about one thirty then. And I was already kind of groggy all day on Tuesday as it was. Right. So then, uh, you know, now I'm forcing myself because usually that's a recovery day for me. If I go out one night during the week, the next night I'm always asleep sure. by like 10 o'clock or something. I was right. in my office watching that on my phone, you know, through one of those like Fox Go app dealies. Right. And like, you, right. I, I don't understand this. You got to explain to me. Like, it's a nationally broadcast game on public television over the air, right? Yeah. So you can't log into that unless you have a cable subscription. So what's up with that? It's probably got some commercials. Oh, maybe? log into what know. the radio, the, the, the app, like you know, yeah. to watch it. You on can't your phone. live stream it. With, uh, oh no, no, but subscriber. baseball's really because uh, they want you to watch those commercials. But it's like everything's like yeah, that, but like if, if 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 anyone off the street, some like poor homeless guy watches in the street for like over the air, then why do I have to have a cable because subscription? The, to... Because baseball has a deal with Fox that they air the World Series, and Fox doesn't want that deal broken or to be it to be broadcast to anywhere else besides Television. on their channel. Yeah, it's hogwash. So then uh, I'm watching it, and then of course on you know Tommy Rockstar Facebooking it up the whole time, right? And then oh, you you're live 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 tweeting the uh, World Series, live bullshitting it, <laughs> baseball. And, but of course I'm doing it, and right as the last out happens, I'm I'm caught on Facebook. And all of a sudden I start getting texts, being like, "Yay!" And I'm like, "I missed the last play." Oh, so totally! Like you didn't miss anything. It was a ground ball to third base, little slip. Uh, yeah, he threw it to first, and that was that. And right? that was it. Yeah, you see how we anti-Clement. You see how we pocketed that ball. The first thing he did put in first his thing he did put it right that's, in his back pocket. The Minkavich move. That's he did what they call that. He did it. He did it in the uh, when they won the NLCS too. Oh really? Yep. Oh, Save yeah. that ball. Awesome. Well, good thing you don't like t- baseball too much anyway, Tommy, so no, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> it works out perfectly. <laughs> You're still a Yankee fan, Tommy? Yeah, sure, but, you know, they kind of bore me lately. Because yeah, so. they stink. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to that episode where you guys tried to, you tried to quiz me to guess Yankee players. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say, like, uh, um... I'd be like David Justice and <laughs> Dave Rigetti. Those are current players, too. That's what we were going for, right? Dave Rigetti. <laughs> I think he said, like, uh, he's the guy with the Super Bowls in his bat. Right. Greg, uh, what's Greg his name? Nettles? Greg Nettles. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, there's no way that Dave Rigetti doesn't have a line of spaghetti. He's like, <laughs> yeah, right. Spaghetti. Those guys aren't the sharpest knives in the draw. That's a built-in uh, uh, yeah. promo right there. Exactly. Rigetti spaghetti. Everybody else has wine and cologne and well, who else knows what the fuck else they're trying to sell. He's guys don't have enough money they could sell it shill all this crap it was a uh, oil can boyd too wasn't there and go on the major world commercials like a bunch of doofuses what was he selling oil cans <laughs> the oil can boyd was a pitcher for the red sox and uh the mets rattled him in the world series by yelling things at him and he really got in his head yep. <laughs> it was great yep. so yeah how's the, what's going on in the world of merch Oh, oh! I don't. I'm still marveling at like how we got. You bring in Dave Weston, and I know uh, we're interviewing. I'm you. saving it up. I'm yeah, saving yeah, it up. Well, we got a long time to cover. No, uh, not much, man. We're getting ready to go out to California for some trade shows, man. So I'm going to be out there uh, next week. Uh, no, two weeks from now. So I won't be around in two weeks. Going out to Santa Barbara, 
to go exhibit at this show where all like the world's top music festivals and film festivals are exhibiting. So we're gonna rock that shit. So is this are you is this you breaking out now? Are you becoming a big a merch star? I mean, a little bit, and we're trying to sustain it. If anything, you know, right. we we had a good things run. are rolling. Though, yeah, things right? are rolling, but you know, it goes up and down with the economy. Like I'm in the entertainment and events world, so if things kind of recede from the overall economy people do less in like marketing and advertising and events then right. it goes down a little bit with me so you're saying in a bad economy people don't buy tickets to things and then that hurts your uh, bottom line well, basically in right. a nutshell you know but how, then how does your unemployment uh, report today help you out <laughs> <laughs> 4.9 percent they're saying it is. pork bellies are down there's <laughs> orange futures are affecting commies shirts all right enough about the merch how you doing dave what's going on man? good man yeah? how you doing good to see you good to see you what's going on in your world how's what's what happens in dave west it's a day in the life of Dave West. Uh, these days, well, I don't know if you heard, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a daddy now. Oh, yeah. Congratulations! That's awesome, yeah. thanks, guys. Yeah, that's uh, Papa Wolf. Papa Wolf. That, that's 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 it. You know, on tour with Papa Roach. Yeah, Papa. <laughs> this fall. Yeah. Wait, it is fall. Oh, we got, uh, oh wait, I should be on tour uh, with Papa Roach right here? now. Wait, I gotta go, guys. Papa Roach is waiting for me. And uh, there he goes, Dave Westbrook. Dubu- How do you say it? Dubuque. Yeah, Dubuque. Yeah. Dubuque. <laughs> you, you idiot! Uh, what are you doing here? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. What is what's what, that guy's name? Jacoby, Kobe, Shaddix or whatever. That uh, guy? He's gonna be really mad. <laughs> Jacoby and Myers. <laughs> Jacoby and Myers Kobe. is gonna be real. We get a file a suit. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So yeah, breach just, a contract. Breach. Oh yeah, huge breach. <laughs> yeah. So just been doing that, you know. Yeah, Dave's daughter is what almost eight months old now, right? Almost eight months. Uh, yeah. What's yeah. it like, man? Are you liking it? Oh, I'm loving it. Yeah, it's, it's great. great, isn't yeah. it? It's, oh, it is. You feel like it's the final nail in the coffin of your uh, punk rock career. Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not punking as much these days. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's why uh, I'm going to sign up for a Night Flight Plus. Uh, <laughs> you, know, re, you know what I mean? So I can get you know rekindle that fire. Punk exactly. from the couch. Right. You know? uh, you no. So Dave, for those who don't know, was in a punk band called Weston, and that's actually how we know each other. Um, we met in what the early '90s, I think, right? We met in the early '90s. You, uh, I think, the first time we met is you. You, uh, you broke us in Long Island. Oh, that's right. You booked us at the uh, the Right Track Inn. Did you guys ever? Oh, go there? sure, yeah, I remember yeah, that sure. place. Yeah. Uh, Tommy booked us. Latex played, and I believe this Bouncing, Bouncing Souls. Souls. Yeah, the three of us played, and I was yeah. all like fourteen years old or some shit. That 15. was. I, I'm going to put that at what ninety three. Nine, yeah, ninety three. You 90. booked a show at the Bouncing Souls in Weston, and you guys. That was our first like big show in Long Island. Wow, how'd you put that together oh joe latex and i were like we got to get these guys in from pennsylvania new jersey and it worked wow. out yeah. this is pre-internet right yeah there's photos of that show too i look like a like super lanky oh really this, yeah oh wow I so what do you do just get like phone numbers and start calling people i Dude, forgot how you used to, we used to do it i was gonna say this is like <laughs> book your own life thing exactly or... like no internet no gps nothing right call crazy. you're on just, the air just good times magazine What's up, Patrick Walsh calling live from Wheelands of Dublin. Oh, oh shit. it's Pat hey. all the way from Ireland. How you doing, Pat? I'm doing very well. How are you getting on? I'm doing well. Thank you. What's happening? What, what's going on in Ireland? Oh, it's great. It's full of Irish people. <laughs> what's the scene report? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on the show tonight, fellas? Uh, we got Stuart Shapiro, the creator of Night Flight. Uh, we'll be talking to him and Dave Weston of Weston is sitting in. Hey. Oh, wow. Nice one. Yeah, big show. Tommy went ass wild this week. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Got to catch up some slack. Brilliant. 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 What are you doing over there? Uh, right now, currently, I'm in Wheelands in the smoking area, which is my favorite area of Dublin. There you go. I expect nothing less. Why'd you go? Just for the, the crack? Uh, no. Well, I wanted to see my girlfriend. <laughs> 
Ah, I see. Wait, Pat, you got a girlfriend in Ireland? Yeah, that's correct. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I, I wish I knew these things. I, I would have brought you a gift. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it's a... You would have booked what? I would have had you a gift or something. You a know? gift. <laughs> you going to get Pat a gift for having a girlfriend? Yeah, bring, bring something That's over from stateside. Really strange. <laughs> That's bizarre. It's an odd interpretation. It sounds like the pub's really uh, happening over there. There's a lot going on. Oh, shit. Oh, please. Shit's popping off. It's Friday night, my man. Pat, nice. what time is it over there? It is uh, midnight. 20 past midnight right now. Nice. How far away from the Phil Lynette statue are you? Who owns that horse? <laughs> 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 Pat took me to the Phil Lynette statue. What is that? Great. The singer for Tin Lizzy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Phil Lynette. Sorry, I didn't understand you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, yeah, me and Ryan got around. Yeah, we had a fucking blast. He took me to some bank and we got hammered. Right? Some bank? Yeah. You get hammered at the bank yeah, in Ireland. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and the, the best part, believe it or not, is the bathrooms because the bathrooms are like the old vaults. Oh yeah, do they have a funnel in the wall? <laughs> yeah, it's like going in the subway. It's great. You got, yeah, it's got that. It's got all the trough and everything. Huh. When are you coming back? And you, will you be here in time for the show? Up, oh, I turn him down. To vote against fucking Trump. Nice. All right, coming back Tuesday to vote. Good. There you go. Uh-huh. Is everyone right, freaked? Is I'm going to let you go because right. it's a bit, uh, bit hairy here. Is everyone over there freaking yeah, I just wanted to check in and let you know everything's working out well abroad. Is everything, everyone over there freaking out about how stupid we are and that they can't believe Trump might actually be the president? No, everybody thinks that's a huge piss take. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, that's what we think, too, hopefully. God, <laughs> much, like, much like my New York Islanders. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat. Have fun and be careful, my man. All right, guys. I love you. Later, right, Pat. Love you, too. There he goes. There's All right. Patrick Walsh from the great state of Ireland. Country of Ireland. <laughs> great state of Ireland. <laughs> there he goes. Off to skipping the fields. And that sounds more like Scottish, probably. Yeah, same shit. This is like a Braveheart incidental music or some shit. <laughs> is that like what your file says in your MP3? This is like when they show the montage of them winning a bunch of battles so you don't have to go through everything. And you know the name of this band is like the Truffmen or something like that. <laughs> the Truffmen. <laughs> and the singer never takes his hands out of his pockets the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Shakes his head a lot while he's singing. Josie and the Truffmen. I was looking uh, at um, <clears throat> pictures of Shane McGowan. Apparently he's sober. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> really? I mean, wow. you know, he looks, looks like he got hit by a bus. Yeah. Look on, it's been that way for a while. The guy's had a rough go of it. Does that guy only play like on St. Patrick's Day and that's like the only time he You know, I, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe Dave Weston does, no? You don't follow uh, the career of Shane McGowan? Not, not, no, not that close. Uh, I, but yeah, he, he he does do gigs here every every like, year, right? Yeah, I was yeah. wondering, like, does he wait 364 days to play? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, I think it's probably like a more like a yearly thing. Maybe he plays in Ireland. Who knows? Hanging I don't with, even know if he lives over there. Hanging out with patio furniture over there. I would assume he lives in Ireland. Right? Yeah. But who knows? I'm not sure. But getting back to what we were saying, like all that stuff happened, John, before the internet. So there, you were right. There was a thing called Maximum Rock and Rolls, book your own fucking life, which was like an annex to the to the zine, and you would just open it up and call bands from it, and people would just submit their information to it, like you know, and they put their PO box down, yeah. and their phone number, and you know, if you were on tour, you needed a place to do laundry in Cincinnati, you'd stop by and 
go to that laundromat or the vegan burrito joint or whatever. And so we use that to do all the shows. And that's pretty much how we start, like, met that whole scene, you know? See? Because so. I'm, I'm just saying, uh, I was—it's a testament to your go-getter wow. spirit that at 14 you get the bouncing souls in Weston and <laughs> play Long Island at the yeah. right track in. It's funny. Dave's drummer once called me the hardest working man in punk rock, and I took that as a great compliment. <laughs> but uh, now those days Listen, are behind me. You're a hustler. Wow, well, no doubt about it. I try, my friend. I try. But uh, but Dave Weston officially broke up when in 1999 uh, or 2000. I think 2000. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So you're not on hiatus. It's over. We uh, I don't know. We it's started over, playing some gigs here and there. Maybe we'll do something new, uh, record wise down the road. But yeah, it just kind of didn't you like guys didn't you guys just rock. play like last year? We did actually. We we had a uh, play with Digger, who was another band in, yep. uh, from our area mm-hmm. in the Loop. Uh, Mikey Erg and the Fiends. Yeah, it's a great band. Yeah, they they were a huge influence uh, on Weston. Or in yeah, the, for sure. Yeah. Oh, you guys played where at the down in Florida for the. Oh fest? yeah, and we played. There's this thing called the fest they have every year. We played that too. And what then, town in Florida is that in? That's in uh, Gain- Gainesville, Gainesville, Ooh, Gainesville yeah, Florida. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's where like College all those, Town. Right? Yep, yep. Or, like Less Than Jake, Against Me, Hot Water Music. All those bands coming out of there. Right. Oh wow. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So nice. so basically, from there, like, um, you know, Weston will do these reunion shows from time to time. And Latex, actually, I think in 2006 and 2008, we played with you guys. Yep. Yep, that was fun. But D- Dave has a bandmate, or had a bandmate. Um, his name is uh, Jimmy Snyder, or goes by James Alex, and he's in a really successful band now called Beach Slang. I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but they uh, they're kind of blowing yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all they're playing all the big. Oh festivals. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have heard of this. Is that didn't that, the singer get in kind of some kind of trouble? Well, that's that's his buddy J- uh, James. No, oh. no, he he didn't get in it. No, there was. Am uh, I thinking of a different band? Well, they, I mean, they've had like different issues with, with lineup like members, like they had some guys come and go and there some of that is, oh, you know, i thought there was an incident with one dude or something like a woman thing there was and then that's the guy who's left and so now he's he, gone the yeah. band has separated themselves from him yes exactly and so like that the singer james is kind of like focusing on doing it like a stro- like a slimmed down version of it until he get, kind of gets that all back you know? right so yeah. he's got some pretty good ethics actually so he wants to stick you know with his moral compass and kind of keep things going right so understandable that's cool. So basically, that's what our background is, and then we've been friends ever since. And he's been living in Dave. You're in Brooklyn, right? So yep, we've been friends for what, ten years here, here in Brooklyn. Yeah, we actually bumped into. Do you remember we bumped into each other out in front of uh, Arlene's Grocery uh, yeah. one night? That's how we uh, re. Oh, re- was, was it Trash Bar? No, it was Trash Bar. Yes, yes. it was not Arlene. Oh, you're right, Trash. Yeah, your, your old Ben Julia Marvel was playing. There you go. No, yeah. wait, were we that night? Yeah, I think. Or you were hanging out? I don't know. Yeah, if you look, be- <laughs> if you look behind you, you got the. Yeah, infamous... this is Trash Bar now. Trash. Oh. <laughs> Who's that? The red. Is that the Red Wings and the? Uh... That's the original Trash Bar in sign the cor- in, in the, the corner. Left. Oh, of... I thought you were pointing at the hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> I you're making a segue to hockey. Oh yeah. Oh wow. That's that sign, you know. Whoa! Right behind Ronald McDonald. There right it there. is. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, oops. It's quite a find. Are you doing anything musically now, Dave? I am not. No, You're not. No, I'm not doing nothing. You're not even writing new songs or nothing. I had a I had a whole bunch uh, on a computer and it just died. So, you know, I, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe down the road I'll uh, do something. But I don't know. No, I'm just focused on the, the the Western fan base seems pretty uh, healthy. Like there's a lot of kids or well, they're not oh, they're, kids anymore. Right? Yeah, but they're way into it. They're not, but you know, there there was new generations of uh, kids at the the shows we were just talking nice. about before, you know, and uh, yeah, the Weston fans. I know every band says this, but you know, they are they are the greatest, you right, know, yeah. and, hardcore um, hardcore fans. You know. They're the best. The serious following. 
Yeah, it's pretty amazing how the, like that will transcend from generation like that. That scene was twenty years ago. So why are there young kids there? Right. Well, it's work? it's it's young kid music is what it is. Yeah. To, you know, if you want to ask my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> that it, you know it's 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 fast and loud and it's relatable to uh, the young kids. So why wouldn't they be able to jump into it? Yeah, There's not really anything like that around now, right? Yeah, I guess that you could say that, right? You know, it's, well, I mean, no, I actually there there there's there's still that that vibe, you know, and there's a lot of people looking to the past for inspiration, and they're kind of just uh, you know using some of those sounds, or at the very least the uh, the attitude like that Tommy had, you know, that you know anybody can do it. We DIY, can do it. Kind DIY. Of, yeah. Put, there's uh, tonight somewhere there there's kids playing in a basement or or VFW hall VFW or... hall or something. Yeah. Right. And it's it goes on, you yeah. know. Yeah, I guess that was going on in America since what the the 80s really when the like the first wave of hardcore kind of happened. Uh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, in the late 70s, yeah, it was, lot, it was like a lot of pubs in the 70s. Yeah. Then then this whole like thing of playing in VFW halls yeah. or playing wherever laundromats. Yeah. I was going to ask you like you what, know, house we, shows and all that. House shows sort exactly. Of thing. But now with YouTube and everything, people could just go back and listen to all the western songs and all that stuff. So yeah, it's that's like a, it's a lot more accessible than it would be if you were looking for older music when pre-internet yeah i suppose yeah, absolutely absolutely yeah there's a lot of old western stuff on youtube you can find and it leads me to you know it's a really amazing the different types of venues we've played if you want to even call them, them like over the years like where, yeah. what's some of the do you remember like some of the wackiest places you played over there yeah well I'm, I'm, i think we did play a laundromat um <laughs> you know we played living rooms uh that's wacky how about right? a bowling alley ever yes today? several yeah, i've seen a couple of shows <laughs> at bowling you know what there's one in uh Chicago called the Fireside Bowl. Did right. you guys ever hear about yeah. that? Yeah, classic. Yeah, we played there um, actually with a great band called Captain Captain Jazz, who went, some of the members went on to be in the uh, Joan of Arc and stuff. And but the they promise, were promise ring as well too. Yes, exactly. Right. That that whole scene, and uh, I thought they were cool. And uh, yeah, yep. Bowling alleys. We uh, played in a barn once. I remember that, like with like a, like a silo. And I remember yeah. Alien was at the top of that thing trying to jump off. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's we, not surprising. You played you play in the bar. Yeah, we played. Did you play? Was it in Florida? No, this was like in Oklahoma somewhere. Yeah. We played a barn in actually Gainesville, Florida. We played a barn, and we also played an old schoolhouse in right. Florida. That was the and, big place to play. The yeah, it would look like uh, out of something out of Laura Ingle Ingle's Wilder's <laughs> right. Nightmare or something. It was, nightmare, wow. nightmare. How you doing? We're nightmare. Were, were punk rock kids actually doing their laundry when you were playing in the laundry? <laughs> so just, it was just a trick to get them to clean their clothes. Exactly. <laughs> was it that was it? What Sudsies over there? Sudsies. Sudsy Malone's. Yeah. Sudsy Malone's. Kazuka's yeah. got it. <laughs> Good acoustics in there, too. Yeah. Good acoustics. <laughs> pretty amazing. The band stops. You're going to put more quarters in. It's great. <laughs> I was asking Dave if he's ever been in the barrage, and then he said yes. And yeah. It was for uh, the replacements. Off-peak hours. I wasn't on yeah. the show, but yeah, I've been here. You weren't on the show? No, this is the first time I'm on the show. Really? Verge. You were here after the uh, I was Forest Hill show, The right? Forest yeah, Hill show, yeah. we were hanging out here. Oh, after the replacement slide. I, yeah. I swore you were on the show. Huh. No, no. Wow, debut. how about that? Debut. debut. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I thank like you. Here he goes. Thank you. If I had not, I, I, I said, well, I already interviewed Dave. I don't want to write questions down. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Maybe on the break we can play some uh, Western stuff off YouTube or something like that. Yeah, yeah. We'll play. Don't tell him to talk YouTube. It's the magic yeah, of radio. Yeah, you know, he's got a whole library full of <laughs> yeah. Magic of radio. Dave, you have any records left? That uh, Do you have like a website or anything? That people Can people still purchase no, Western music? No, no, no It's all out of print. Just and take it, take it off the <laughs> 
internet. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a Facebook You guys made page, vinyl right? records or uh, We did. did we yeah. did. We uh, and cassettes, believe it or not. Right. Like when when you know, we were in the cassette generation all three formats, uh, <laughs> CD, cassette, <laughs> LP. Right. Got to get those eight tracks going next. Yeah. But you know what's funny? Cassettes are back now. Have yeah. you seen this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You're we're, talking to the king of tapes over here. Yeah, we're responsible for Yeah. Yeah, a lot of my friends in bands are making cassettes. Yeah. You know, I have a cassette player so it doesn't bother me. People get all bent out of shape about yeah. shit like that. I would I too, man. I gotta go fast forward to like three songs. <laughs> the song I want to hear. Get the fuck. We out get of so here. mad. You <laughs> <laughs> should be listening to those songs, though. Like, you know, yeah. you just you're not getting the full experience if you skip ahead. Well, yeah, then you're kind of forced to listen to it as an album. Right. Yeah, it's quite linear. You know. It's a story to be told. Because vinyl is instant fast forward. If you want, you can skip the whole song in half a right. second. Yeah, I was just actually researching uh, different ways to make vinyl on site on the spot because I want to offer that as another activation. Oh, yeah, wow. so I started digging deep on the on the YouTube's doing my research, and it can yeah. be done. They have players from like the 1940s that were like the the phonomatic, where you make your own record. And yeah, well, isn't yeah, that yeah. how they used to do it well, way back when? Right, and each each individual record would be a different performance. Is yeah. that right? Like yeah. a, old, some old old brother were out that yeah, exactly. kind of stuff. I don't know. It's amazing that ain't even old timing. <laughs> <laughs> Kazuga's on the chat box wants to know if I still have the cassette player that one of the decks plays at three times the speed. Yes, I do. I can't quite figure that out. There's a motor problem there. Sounds like a Sebado song. A, it's missing a gear, and it just goes flat out at three times the speed. It's great. That's mid. <laughs> I never got with the records. What, you got 33 RPM, 78? Wasn't there like another speed, too? Like 45. 45. And 40. there was, was there one like 19 or There's something? There was 16. There right. 78s were the old, old... Right. Old format. They weighed, they, they weighed like five pounds each or something. Oh, yeah. I have a book of 78s. Thick, thick as a brick. Yeah. Why, now, why Whack somebody on the head with that. Why would, you, why would they need to be thick? What's the significance there? Because the needle was like a... Like a like a construction crane. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see these things? I don't know. You, could, you know, wa vinyl or wax or whatever could have been a premium, and they just decided let's make them nice and thick. Yeah. And then, as uh, you know, you try start mass producing them, it didn't make sense. I, I don't can know. make them out of bigelite. Well, I'm there just was guessing. There was a guy on YouTube who I was looking at these old machines in the forties, so that he took a uh, like in modern time, he took a uh, like a solo cup paper like plastic plate, mm -hmm. and he wrote a record into this plastic plate and played it back. You know? Yeah, so sure. It's pretty cool. You can make it on anything, I, I guess. Yeah. Can somebody make like a uh, like an actual metal record? I don't know, but that sounds yeah, pretty metal. Not? I know the the uh, the plate that they make of it hey, is metal anyway. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're on the radio here, for God's sake. We should take a break, and then uh, this guy calling in at 9 o'clock? Yeah, I sent him a text to just give him the old... And uh, yep. yeah, 905, I think. 905, Stuart yeah. Shapiro, 905, yeah, yeah, yeah. coming up. Dave Weston, Tommy Rockstar, Ryan Collison. We got a big show. Big show. We Excited. at you. Big show. Hmm, what should I play? Uh, what Weston song should I play? Hmm. Dealer's Choice here. All right, let's hear some Weston, and we'll be back. Let's see if this works. Don't be an ad. Don't be an ad. The magic of radio. Oh, this Woo! is a great song. We'll be back after this.
Just myself. <laughs> Was that John Worst? I touch myself.
Bring my and your backbone. Spoke you down from there. All I ever wanted was to be your spine. Lost your friction and you slipped for a mile. with Webb in front. Before that, we heard uh, Stomping at the Savoy by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> What's the name of that song? <laughs> the Five the Brown Shoe uh, Boogaloo <laughs> with Stu. Four twos and uh, Where are you? all sorts of other stuff. Thank you. Uh, we heard some Weston. What Weston songs did we hear there? Dave Weston from right. Weston? Yeah, you kicked <laughs> off with Got Beat Up, I believe, the song. The title track off the Got Beat Up LP, if That's I'm not right. mistaken. That went into Running Stupid. Yep. Right. And then uh, I believe you closed out with a, a tune called Your Summer Dresses Bore Me. Parentheses right. more than a feeling. Uh, that was a song written by uh, another member of the band, not you. You're the, be the main right. songwriter of the band. We all kind of yeah. chipped in. We threw logs on the fire. And I, stuff. I see. Yeah. We're talking with Dave Weston of Weston. He's here with us sitting in, helping us out. And in just a few minutes, or very shortly, we'll be talking to Stuart Shapiro, the creator of Night Flight. Yes. The iconic 1980s cable television show, which was uh, in a genre of its own. I'm excited to talk to Stuart Mendes. <laughs> I'm excited, too. Dave, you know a lot about Night Flight, don't you? I am, I'm stoked to be here. Yeah. <laughs> hanging with you guys and talking to Stuart Shapiro, man. I'm yeah. just going to... Uh, oh, uh, I, Craig Prim, I will play your Captain Jazz after. I mean, I didn't see your request. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, Dave, you could just do the interview if you like. I mean, that would, that would really help me out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll backseat it. So, right? so Night Flight ran from 81 to 88, and Dave, uh, you grew up watching the show? I did, I did. I jumped in around 83, about two years right. into its uh, run. Right. Uh, we had cable, and then uh, I just discovered this thing, uh, and then I was there most it glued, glued to the TV. I, uh, yeah. We get to ask more now. Hi, right, caller, you're on the air. Hey, Stuart. Hey, Stuart. Thanks so much for calling in. It's John Hulhan live from the Barrage. We really appreciate hey. it, man. Yeah, How, good to be on. How are you? 
I'm good. Stewardship. You have a taste of the underground. Here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's not, you know, <clears throat> I was thinking about this before. It's not so much, so far removed from, I guess, what you guys we're doing what we're doing, kind of, yeah. not really, but, you know, sort of like the free-form uh, thing that, uh, you know, is kind of under the radar, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. It's, uh, uh, it's Shapiro- hard to imagine that 1981 was, like, you know, 34, 35 years ago, man. I know, man. It goes fast. Do you feel like it was yesterday? No. No. And <laughs> <laughs> now with Trump almost winning the presidency, no. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of out- outrageous. <laughs> we, had Ra- we, had, we had Ronald Reagan when we had Night Flight. You know, right. but, you know, at least he was fun. We could have fun with him. We did, actually. <laughs> had a lot of fun with him. That didn't feel quite as dystopian. Well, uh, Ronald Reagan, no. yeah, but uh, yeah, punk rock got a lot of mileage out of Reagan. They really did, I know. <laughs> well... You know, there's always the good and the bad comes with everything, right? Yeah, I know there are people who uh, who kind of hope for a Trump presidency so, to revive punk rock. I say to those people, what are you, fucking nuts? Yeah. Like, <laughs> stop. At least, yeah, right. at least there's not a Trump youth band going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Stuart Shapiro is the creator of the show Night Flight, which you may remember was on the USA Network, ran from 81 to 88. It was like, a, you guys did like four-hour episodes, right? It was on from, I guess, 11 to 3 or... And, Actually, it was on from eleven to seven in the morning, uh, from in, in East Coast time. So it was actually uh, an eight-hour slot. Amazing. We in in many many ways we flipped. It was a four-hour show that we flipped because um, we had the all-night-long slot. But sometimes we actually you know built out almost a different pods for the second. And the and the thing that was really exciting about it for the first three years, uh, USA Network didn't had only one transponder. So it was prime time in the West Coast. Uh, so by the time, uh, you know, um, so really, it was really fantastic, you know, it was, uh, for, for the West Coast to wake up to that. Yeah, yeah, it's particularly of... when they got their dose at New Wave Theater and it was in prime time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's an insane thing to have on in prime time especially over there so that's that's fun it's an insane thing to have on at any time yeah <laughs> do you ever well i mean i'm sure when, when this is going on and you're watching it can you do you ever sit there watching your show and, and saying to yourself man i just cannot believe they put they put this on i can't believe it's happening they actually put it on it's on tv i thought that <laughs> yeah well actually i, I kind of still feel that way the thing that's really interesting about uh, uh new wave theater if you look at it now it's 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 every bit as raw and uh you know, rawness stands the test of time in, in culture and in entertainment. It really does. So when you can capture something that is that that has that essence to it, it really uh, it, it 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 just doesn't lose its its vitality. It's it's, it's quite amazing. So MTV starts in August of '81. Were you guys right before that or right after? What month in '81? Yeah, we start. No, we started. We started before then. We went on uh, June third. I believe Friday night. I think it was a June third. So we hold the uh, the race uh, and actually went on. And, and when we did go on, technically it was Madison Square Garden Network. USA Network hadn't rebranded right. it. Right, I, I remember they did that. A few a few months later, they became USA Network. That's pretty amazing. So the um. When, when, uh, so you had no inkling of, there was no, when you created the show, there was no MTV and you had no idea it was even happening. No, no, I mean, no, but you know, MTV was never what Night Flight was. So even right. though we were part of the music video revolution, yeah. 
I really uh, always felt that we were part of a cultural revolution. Yeah. Um, not a music video one. Stuart, did they ever feel uh, threatened by you? Did you ever get a, did they try to bully you or anything like that? Like, Hey man. No, but the best thing they ever did was they used to take a lot of advertising on night flights for uh, MTV, which huh. I thought was the ultimate, yeah. uh, <laughs> it works. you know, spank, you know, MTV back yeah. then seems so like edgy, but if you watch night flight, it's, it's really square, you know, it's, you know, in, in comparison, yeah. Yeah, Stuart, I wanted to dive in like, and ask you from a pr production standpoint. You know, you guys had a lot of different content going on. What was that like Like in the meetings, or if you even had meetings, like to choose what went on and how you, how did you gather all that? And what was kind of like the, the, the writing, so to speak, as far as like what to present to the audiences? Like what was that like gathering all that? Um, well, um Two things happen. First of all, you have to remember that when you become a beacon in the desert, anything that's fucking cool is going to come to you. Right. So, you know, like we were, you know, and, and, you know, there was what? There weren't, there weren't even five or six or seven cable stations, and we had a national all-night-long show that I had no censorship and nobody could stop me. So the first thing that that, that really was you know, so easy was that anyone that had any kind of cool programming came to us and we had a small little budget. So we were paying for, for, for feature films because we had a four hour slot. It allowed us to actually play a feature film every single night. Wow. So that, that, that allowed us to, you know, play the music documentaries, whether it was, you know, uh, rust never sleeps or whatever the music documentaries you had. And then, you know, we, then we played the completely wacko fucking movies like terror of Tiny, tiny town, which we actually <laughs> just put up on nightlight plus tonight after like everybody asking for it. So we had that slot and then, you know, um, whether it was snub TV or, you know, we had all these, you know, the people that were making really cool little 15 minute or half hour shows, uh, came to us like new wave theater in a way, because David and, um, was producing the first season on, on basic cable in LA and he came to us. So, you know, that was just an opportunity to be able to, to broadcast something that no one would ever even think of touching. So the, the, the idea of being a beacon, you know, and, and being able to attract great uh, talent and great, uh, content, was not like, you know, we weren't, we weren't reinventing the wheel. We were just like, Hey, we, you know, here we are guys. Yeah, so it came just to you. flew in the door. Right. So the second part of that was we really were the first ones and probably still the only ones that ever did long form profiles, uh, music video profiles. And the, the, the stable of that was bring in an artist, have a long interview Really, you know, um, our interviews, which I, I directed and um, really were eloquent in a sense that, you know, they went on for a long time. Lisa Robinson was one of the, you know, primary interviewers. So we got artists to really talk freely right. and at length. And we shot really tight close-ups. So it was like really, really got the personality. And then we cut half-hour shows around that. So, like, you know, no one at that time would ever think of actually doing a music profile and putting all the same music videos in a row around, uh, around an interview, but that was like the stable. So we had every single night, we would always have one of those profiles that was a music video profile. And then we thematically structured 
a lot of the music video shows. Um, Stuart Samuels, who was my writing partner um, after about a year and a half or so, he came to Night Flight, and he had a PhD in, in pop culture and actually was a professor at University of Penn. So he had a brilliant mind on how to be able to actually take you know, the schematic structures and, and link them together. So we, we produced the, the, the essence, which, you know, now when you really think about the library, the library has 300 plus interviews um, that we shot on one inch in the studio. Amazing. And all those profiles are still there. So, you know, that's one of the things that are, is really, really unique about it because everybody's really young. They talk really freely and it's kind of, you kind of really don't want to see the whole fucking rock star you want to see a young rock star right. you, you don't want to see it <laughs> really I, I went straight you know. to the billy joel one <laughs> <laughs> i guess so. I, don't, you, I, when, I don't want to put down old cello right but, you <laughs> old know cello. old, old cello. cello 35 years ago was fucking really hot right <laughs> <laughs> now when you when you structured these uh thematic um you know videos this kind of stories around the interviews and everything did you have the idea of what it was going to be at first did you write it or you just let the narrative kind of develop as you uh cut these things together well, you know, if you shoot an interview with an artist, um, you know, half hour, 45 minutes, um, you, you take those, in, you know, take those into post-production and you really look for the not only thematic, but, you know, essence of what they're saying. And they, you know, they become one minute to two minute sound bites. And then you really kind of take the, sometimes they talk about it or, you know, they'll, they'll reference another artist. So you kind of like, it's pretty easy to go into the studio and, and edit editorially and contextually. Um, if you have uh, a long enough interview and remember back then they really talked, they weren't like, didn't have publicists like sitting next to them yeah. and trying to like, you know, be yeah. kind of bland and shit. They really talked about stuff. <laughs> well, did you think, so did, pretty, you, uh, did you think they were, they were, they were, sorry, did you think they were uh, a little freer to talk because of the format and because of it was on cable and it was kind of a new thing and they go, well, I don't know. If it's not like it's on, you know, Channel Four or something like that, do you think they were a little more open in the interview because of the show they were on? Yeah, I, but I think also it was the times. Um, Lisa was an extraordinary interview. A lot of the artists she knew well, um, so she sat down with an artist she knew, whether it was uh, you know Keith Richards or Mick Jagger or Ozzy Osbourne or Lou Reed or whatever. You know, there was a. Uh, a comfort zone and then you know we shot in the studio and we didn't there was no time limit on it you know so and, and you know we shot when you go to someone's uh what they call an eng if you go into a you know a hotel room or backstage and you you know you get your little crew you get kind of like little shit but if you take someone you sit them in the studio and you know, they, there's no time limit, you know, and you know, you give them an hour to talk. Yeah. It's a much different, it's a much different, uh, result. Right. Well, Stuart, I was going to ask you, speaking of studios, where, where were you guys centrally like located? Where did all your ongoings happen in your interviews and, you know, kind of offices? Where we you... shot everything at National Video Studios, which is over on 42nd Street and 9th Avenue. Okay. Uh, so here in New York. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. New York. And then, uh, we Hell's had, kitchen. uh, ATI was our production company, and uh, we were part of uh, ATI, which was the music talent agency run by Jeff Franklin. Mm -hmm. And Jeff Franklin was my partner on Night Flight. Um, so, and we were on 57th Street. 
in the heyday and of uh, rock and roll agencies and stuff. It's kind of rough over there, forty ninth, forty second, and ninth in nineteen eighty three, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty funky, man. It was pretty funky, and, and you know, and we and we um, we started our studio. I mean, we started generally. I went from seven to two o'clock in the morning, Monday through Thursday night, every wow. single night. I can relate. Years. Man, <laughs> holy cow! Wow. Yeah, well, that was analog. So if you made a mistake making a show, yeah. You had to start all the way all 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 over again. You oh, know? It's like writing on parchment like paper. Talking. You guys were like actually cutting tape and everything, huh? Yeah, I guess you had. No, you, I mean no, we no. When we the, the lucky thing, and actually probably the if, you know from a technology perspective, what really made music videos and effects happen was the two-inch machine, which was like you know like a fucking dinosaur. Actually went out and the one inch Sony, the Sony one inch beta machine came into life around 1980. So by 1981, the studios had all these one, had one inch machines and you were really creating a show with three playback machines and one recorder. So you were able to oh. do effects and stuff. Oh, cool. I mean, I remember yeah. when we first started back in, you know, in the, in the first years, Todd Rundgren had built a video studio up in Woodstock and Todd Rundgren had the only um, effects uh, box in America. He bought it fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars over in England Amazing. and shipped it over. And he was the only guy that actually uh, could do these kind of special effects on video um, for I mean, maybe a couple of years at least. And then it started, because you had multiple machines, you really started to be able to do effects. Yeah, I was diving into a Night, Place, Night Flight Plus last night and uh, flipping through some of the old content. And it's amazing some of those old-timey graphics, you know, that were just... <laughs> old-timey. You know, it's the 80s. It wasn't well, 1880. You know, <laughs> it's just great. It's just like what, amazing what you could do from a graphic design standpoint back then, you know, with primitive tools, so to speak, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like you use whatever yeah. whatever tools are available, and like uh, you kind of stuff just comes out how it comes out. It's not like you could. Uh, I don't know. I'm just guessing that you have like all these different options. I, I yeah. don't know. Well, Photoshop's a whole. No, thing. no, it's pretty. You know, a Chiron machine. You know, but the thing that's interesting on the music video, uh, we were the first first ones ever to put a director's name on a music video for a uh, for an ID. That's cool. Eventually, yeah. uh, MTV did take that over, but. You know, we never, we always sort of believed that music videos was an art form and directors were artists and that we should, and we, yeah. you know, we even, we even interviewed music video directors. Right. That's, that's really that, I remember great. one of my great, you know, I think one of our great interviews is a big new, uh, it's a big new one. We have the Art of Noise is one of our favorite segments on Night Flight Plus. Right. It's still brilliant. And we should mention, since you mentioned Night Flight Plus, that uh, this is, how's the subscription service going? It's uh you can go two ninety nine a month. It's uh, you go to Nightfly Nightfly Plus. It's on Roku and uh, Chromecast. Is it uh, when is it going to be on Apple TV and Amazon Fire? Can I ask you? It, it is. It is. It's on Apple TV. Oh, it is now. Uh, it's on Amazon Fire TV. It's you know it's, it's beautiful on Apple TV. But you got to have the new Apple to, for for it to, the new Apple TV box. Gotcha. Um, right. And typical uh, you know Apple version, they, they want to give you, they want to make you buy the better boxes to get it. But it's it's uh, I love the Apple TV app. It's really fucking elegant. Cool. Now, if you if you um, if you subscribe to the service, you could just can you, I assume you could just watch all this stuff on your computer at your leisure too, right? Yeah, you watch on, on everything. Your computer, you know, well, it's nightflightplus.com, which has got everything on it, and that's on the computer. 
And then, you know, everybody can, you can use your Apple Air, Air, you know, your AirPlay or your Chromecast if you want to, if you want to cast from your computer. But then if you have Roku or, um, or Amazon Fire TV, which I don't think anybody really has. You know, I, two, or, two, or, I don't, two guys at my work have it. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Two guys I work with have it. They like it. So I don't know. I guess it's good. Maybe it it's is. Good. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Now, Stuart, I was going to ask you, like, what was the thinking there? I'm assuming you, after a, a big break from the show and going on to other things, you, what, you, you sat back and were thinking, I have all this content and it's, you know, it's time to kind of bring it back to the forefront and just put together like a kind of an accessible vault there. Like, what was the thinking about putting Night Flight Plus together? Well, it's sort of a uh, kind of a lie. It's it sat in mothballs for thirty years, and then uh, Jeffrey kind of he was the one that had it, and we separated. Um, and then Jeffrey gave me the opportunity to actually take over the brand and the library and everything. And, and that was about six years ago, and I started to play around a little bit back then, but I was really trying to organize it because it has seven thousand tapes in the library. Um, wow. and hundreds of shows and hundreds of, you know, lots of stuff. So it took me quite a while to start to really try to organize it. And then digitizing it, when I first got it, it was very expensive to uh, digitize, and uh, everything has kind of changed so dramatically in the last five years. So last year, um, just through my own wanting to kind of come go back and and, and not only just resurrect it from a, from, but from my own career perspective, I really, really wanted this to be my, you know, next stage of life. Um, so, and, and everything kind of put, put together because not only is it easier and less expensive to digitize and everything's on one inch. So we have our own one inch machines. And, um, so that's sort of easy to do today. Um, but also, in order to be able to play uh, like what they call a content management service and software for the whole videos that you can kind of rent that system. You don't have to spend yeah. two or three million bucks to build it on your own. Right. So finally it kind of all converged and you know, it was the time was, it was just ready to go. You know, and it's always been my dream that night flight was going to be its own channel. Yeah. A lot of people always say to me, you know, well, you were kind of like, you know, like before Adult Swim. You were like the Adult Swim. Right, yeah. And and so I'm really, you know, finally it's a dream come true. So we got it. It's, uh, it's cool. There's tons of shit on there. We have like over 400 cool movies. We have 100 segments of uh, Night Flight. And we're, we're very, um, very specific. So we only play the original Air Masters. And the air masters are all transferred from one inch. The quality is really good. Wow! Yeah. And even even you can tell when the air when it showed, you know, in 1982 or 83 or whatever. So there's um, it's sort of an it has this archival retro sense, and uh, and it's historically correct in a way, you know. So like, you know, if you look at uh, take off to the Academy Awards in 1983. It's kind of like a fucking hoop in a way, you know? So yeah. there's, a, there's this, this whole sense of nostalgia is, uh, is really dramatic. It's a, I think it's a high, you know? I, I think, I think I like this. I think nostalgia is like smoking pot. I really do. I think if you can trigger a nostalgic emotion, it's a high. Right. And that's what we're achieving in a lot of ways. 
Yeah, that sounds good. Actually, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, we're doing a promotion with Stuart where we're giving away a subscription to Night Flight Plus. So for the first uh, first caller, call in later after yeah, the interview. Yeah, after the interview. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll give away a Call in, we'll give away a subscription. Excellent. Yeah. I hope I win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I don't win, I'll well, buy. This if you win, cool. we'll give away a second one. How about yeah. that? <laughs> and they're annual subscriptions, so it's one oh, year. Oh, nice. One year. Excellent. Yeah, one year. Yeah. How, is the script, how is the service going? Is it successful? How do you Can you quantify it? It's going it? great. You, yeah. It's, it's going great. People love it. It's growing every day. Uh, it's really organic. So it's not. I, mean, I really took the approach of uh, of not trying to like you know say everybody we're here right. like you know. Well, that's in the spirit of the it's, show it's too. Very organic. Yeah. yeah, it can't really happen uh, any other way, right? It'd be kind of kind of uh, phony to do it some some other way. It's just. You know. Yeah, and and you know, and there's a lot of services out there, but we have original and exclusive content, and it's really inexpensive. People are loving it. Is, um, is, every, you know, I, is, I, is everything you've ever done up there already, or is it released? Oh, in, God, no, no. Oh, no, yeah, no. 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 It so, years to do that, so, years. Right, wow. so as far as the subscription service, do you plan on you, you keep releasing things as it goes on, or is it just a what's up there is up there, and that's it? Every Friday night, we pass it. I got a Gumby. I got Gumby. Probably, if you, you guys may be a little too young for Gumby. I don't know, but Gumby was really fun. <laughs> cool. We remember Gumby. No, I remember 60s, Gumby. I don't know. <laughs> so we got the whole Gumby library, and then we edited five, five, you know, kind of pieces together out of the hundreds of little pieces. So we got Gumby up this week. Um, <laughs> and then I finally, everybody was asking me for Tiny Terror from Tiny Town. Right. So we put uh, that up today. Do you have, do you have to pay so for every single Friday night? There's new content. Nice. Do you have to re- pay for these things all over again, like the movies and stuff? I don't know how any of this stuff works. So you have to like, uh, you know, pay license well, them, uh, relicense them. Yeah. Well, well, we we have a we have a partnership with a company called uh, Music Video Distributors MVD, um, and uh, they have a great library. So the feature films, a lot of the feature films come from them. But we do. We pay a royalty. Yeah. Um, like most of these services. And um, we're just, you know, we're just starting and there's like this new stuff coming all the time, not just the Nightlight Library. Well, actually, right. Stuart, I was going to ask you, what, what part of uh, the, of what you're showing is original content that you guys filmed and what part of it's like, you know, someone else's? Is, could you give it like a rough number? Well, there's a hundred original episodes of Nightlight up there now. Wow. Um, and there's probably about 450 feature films that are not, some of them may have played on nights like, like tunnel vision or terror from tiny town or whatever. Um, so that, that mix. So, you know, every single weekend we put up a couple new shows, uh, from the original air masters and then we put up some feature films. So, cool. and, uh, it, it's every Friday night, just like this show. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, we have super fan. Then, uh, we have a, we, soon, yeah. soon, soon, you guys will be on night flight. We'll get you on night flight. Yeah, man. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Yeah. We'll be on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll Can I be on in the same day as Billy Joel? I have a few questions for that guy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we have a, a night flight super fan uh, is here. Uh, my, our friend Dave Weston, who uh, claims to know everything about the show. Dave, you have a question? I never made the... such a claim. <laughs> but uh, hey, Stuart, what's up, Dave Weston, guest host? Hey, um, Dave, how you doing? Yeah, man. Good, you still I, got your VHS tapes? I actually no, I know because we didn't have a VCR uh, until a little later. I but I watched Night Flight, you know, probably starting around '83, and I was a little uh-huh. kid, right? You know, so I have you to thank. How old were you then? 
in eight, uh, like uh, nine, nine years, like nine years old, and like uh, I, I have you to thank for you know uh, turning me on the punk and all this, uh, you know, weird movies and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I have like all these night. Fl- I have a sheet here with all a bunch of night flight memories. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I like that. I like know, that. I actually, okay, you know, I have a night flight memories. I have, a, I have a night my, night flight memories cheat sheet. Maybe we can fax <laughs> it over to you here. <laughs> I like that. So, no, but okay. really seriously, thank you so much. It's uh, it's great to be talking to you. You hear that a lot. I remember Kathleen Hanna, even to you know, you just, the show turned you know some famous punk rockers onto the uh, yeah, actual I, idea of punk rock actually it, uh the ramones most people come into the came into the ramones like on the first album but i i came in on the i saw psychotherapy on night flight video on night flight great and I'm video like, who the heck well, the video was directed by uh the guys that did uh cafe flesh if you know that <laughs> oh one. right cafe flesh I remember those guys so here's a really funny story so think about this right you were nine years old yeah so when we when we had night flights, um, you know, we used to get a fucking ton of letters that came in. And, uh, but in, in our wildest dreams, we always thought our audience was, you know, maybe late teens, 20s, you know, 30-year-olds, 20, 30-year-olds. So since in the last couple of years that I've started to do night flight, and, you know, we have the, we're, you know, we're at the, we got to mention, we're at the Alamo Draft House this weekend because yep. I've been touring this special um, feature film that I've kind of like the best moments of Night Flight or a selection of the best moments. Cool. Uh, it's called Born Again, Night Flight Born Again. But I've been seeing a lot of people that are Night Flight fans, and a lot of them are eight and nine years old. And I go, fuck, man, well, how did you watch a show? <laughs> right, yeah. so, and, you know, and they all, a lot of people say, well, I used to sneak out when my parents went to sleep. Bingo. Or my big brother would be smoking pot and let me watch it. And, you know, and it's just like, oh, on and on again. And I like laugh at it because if USA Network thought that we were actually playing the eight and nine years old, <laughs> yeah, right. they probably would have never let us on again, you know? Oh, yeah. Think about it. Hey, well, you guys used to play uh, the uns- uh, uncensored versions, things that other pe- yes. other networks wouldn't. Play. I saw the uncensored the, like, the version thing. of the Paul Morrissey's Andy Warhol's Dracula and Flesh for Frankenstein. Yeah. How did you run those uncensored did, uh, 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 on Night Flight? Well, we didn't have a censor for the first, almost the first three years, and it's one of my favorite <laughs> stories. So I, I. Um, there, there was nothing between us <clears throat> making a one-inch tape and our showmasters, and then sending them to the Apple Link. So it was like, like I mean, hats off to Larry. You know, there was there was an un, un, unheard of. Well, one day, one of the movies that I distributed uh, when I had my distribution company, I had an independent uh, film distribution company that really was the catalog that I started Night Flight with, Tunnel Vision, Russ Never Sleeps, and Jimmy Plays Berkeley, and. One of the films that I distributed was Rude Boy, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is really one of my great, I love that film. So in Rude Boy, I believe it's Joe Strummer, I don't know, someone gets a blowjob in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And I never, we got to the point, you know, we were putting a lot of shit, nobody screened it anymore. And I said, ah, I distributed that movie, put it up. So we put that up. And I come in on Monday morning, and I get it like the head of USA Network and I like, do you know what was on Night Flight this weekend? No, I don't know what was on. Someone's getting a blowjob on Night Flight. <laughs> but that day, they actually hired one guy to then start to censor us and watch over us. Because uh, they, they uh, kind of they kind of probably thought that I did it on purpose. I, I, I didn't. Right. I, I probably would have cut it out if I had to, or maybe not if we could get away with it. 
but it started to get, it started to become a little restrictive. Like, you know, we used to be able to say fuck and everything. They really never, they never from a content perspective, um, kind of watched us. Right, um, right but on. as the years went on, it got a little bit tighter. And, and actually that's why I went at the very end and made Mondo New York in 1987. Cause I, that on VHS. I wanted to do like <laughs> the most uncensored performance piece that I could possibly do in New York so just yep. to get my yayas out. <laughs> well, this is back to when cable was just like, if you had cable, I remember when I was a kid and if like you, you, cable was just cable, like, Ooh, you have cable. Like you could do anything <laughs> on cable. Yeah. It wasn't like separating to HBO and basic cable where they censor things. It was just like, you, you have cable. Like you could do anything you want on cable yeah. in my mind. You know, that was, it was right. I had cable for a week. My mom saw uh, David Lee Roth shaking his uh, ass, and uh, that was the end of that. <laughs> we never got cable again. <laughs> That's pretty tame, actually. Yeah, very tame. I know. And I'm, you know, my mom was very uh, strict. Stuart, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you, like, what was your background? Uh, like, where did you come from to start all this? And, you know, like, how did you get here or there? Well, I was question. like the guy who was the social chairman in school, you know, um, all the way through. I was like, I was always like, or I had the film uh, concession with one of my other fraternity brothers. So I was always like into that shit. And uh, when I graduated from college in 1970, I actually started the outdoor concert series in the Berkshires at the Berkshire Music Bar, which was uh, the first outdoor concert uh, with James Taylor and all of Guthrie and Ike and Tina Turner. It was 1970. And then I segued into uh, film distribution, independent film distribution. I had this company called International Harmony. And um, back then, you know, independent film distribution was really kind of really cool. And, and most of my movies, because they were you know, rock and roll and documentary and kind of, you know, horror films. Then they started to play late at midnight. And um, I started to receive, like, you know, movies didn't do any business at all at 7 or 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock show. And then at 10 o'clock shows, they would be sold out. And then 12 o'clock shows would start to do business. So, you know, it was sort of um, very clear that there was a national forum at midnight and, you know, it wasn't just like Rocky Horror Picture Show. I mean, we were playing hundreds of fucking theaters yeah. around the country um, from whether it was Pink Floyd or, you know, The Day the Music Died or Faces of Death or whatever, you know, yeah. shit was just fucking killing it. Of course, back then you could smoke pot in oh, the movie yeah. theaters and yeah. nobody gave a shit. Amazing. You know, so, you know, people would get loaded at midnight. So I'm there like doing all this business and all this shit's going on. And we're in New York. And if you guys maybe remember, but in the very beginning of cable, Madison square garden used to go dark at yeah. like 12 or one o'clock in the morning. There was, right. that was it. They, they put the fucking Indian sign on. Yeah. And I'm going, Holy shit. I'm fucking people are going fucking nuts all over the country in movie theaters. So I just, it was clear and obvious that there was an expression that and cable was supposed to be this like new world. I went, Hey man, like give me a shot. So I actually went to Jeff and Jeff had a friend um, at USA network and he convinced them to give me and him a two hour slot Friday night and Saturday night, 11 to one in the morning. And I had the, I had the movies already. I mean, cause I had tunnel vision and rest right. of sleeps and, and Jimmy plays Berkeley and, you know, there's lots of movies, DOA. I had tons of movies that I already had control over. And also, 
I knew from independence that if you gave an independent filmmaker a couple grand, they don't fucking give you anything. I mean, they'll sell the same thing over and over again. They'll sell their fucking mother for $2,000. So (laughs) I knew that we could always get movies because all of these movies had nowhere to go. Right. It wasn't, you know, there was just, if you had a film that was four or five or six years old that you made and it was free money. So, um, you know, it just took off. It was just, an obvious sort of transference of a platform. When you think about it in terms of today from a technology perspective or, you know, how you can leapfrog that from something that's doing really well over here over to the next one, because it's just a, it's just a easy walk and a leverage over. And that's what happened. So, you know, clearly if you really think back, people would get home fucked up one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, turn on night flight and, uh, you know, and, and also I think it was one of the original taped shows. You mean because uh, for for years they were trading VHS cassettes, and then a bunch of guys actually made uh, DVDs of the VHS. So they've been bootlegged for years. Right. What about going up against something like SNL? How that work? Well, didn't they uh, didn't they we, t- didn't they time you guys uh, kind of uh, during I guess the I was reading uh, the, during the writer strike. And put you on against what when the spot NSL would be in, but they weren't. So I, you know, SNL sucked then too. In Did the it? Early <laughs> oh my god, it was awful. Who was on Saturday Night Live? Like Joe, Anthony Joe, Michael Hall or Joe something. Like good again Joe Piscopo. <laughs> Joe Piscopo. Charles Rocket. Charles right. Rocket. Right. It was. It was guys like. Well, you know, my my film Tunnel Vision, which was my first film in '76, was a uh, a lot to do with the original SNL cast. Chevy Chase was in it. Lorraine Newman. Uh, Howard Hessman, yeah, a lot of those yeah. guys, and uh, actually uh, Neil Israel shot most of that film in the basement of CBS on, on downtime. Right. Oh yeah. But I uh, know. I mean, we had that slot. You know. I mean, uh, you know, SNL was. It's like trying to say, you know, MTV was on at the same time. You know, right. I mean, there was a. We had a big breadth of opportunity, and we were always devoted to discovery. So, you know, if you turned on Night Flight, you were always going to see something you'd never fucking seen before. Right. And people love that. So, we, you know, we were turning on people really in a, in a, in a cultural way. So how, was, uh, how, was, how was USA with the money, like for the, the, you know, getting the movies and all that stuff and uh, get, letting you guys do, do what you wanted to do artistically? Did you have enough? Did you always felt like you have enough bread to uh, do what you wanted to do? Yeah. Yeah, we did. I mean, we were really frugal and, you know, and, and efficient. And, um, you know, actually, it started to be probably the reason why the, the show went off the air in '88 was that the uh, our deal with them was probably too lucrative, and then they went and did their own thing and was up all night. Right, and it was then, not uh, the same. Was that was with Gilbert Gottfried, right? With and uh, yeah, Rhonda Shear or something. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's like so yeah, you got so. yeah they replaced you with like Gilbert Gottfried in a Dracula costume. <laughs> I know, I know. Can you fucking believe that? That's I, like Donald Trump replacing <laughs> Obama. <laughs> like, give me a fucking break. Right. It's not gonna happen. Well, that's it's the not they, gonna they, fucking happen. They put this uh, lady on with the uh, large bosoms, and everyone gets home uh, late at night, and uh, you know, uh, unzip their pants, and you know what? And then you try to uh, block Gilbert Gottfried out with one hand, I suppose. I don't know what happened. It was amazing. I was watching an episode last night with uh, Judy Tenuta hosting. That was... Oh, I know. Wow. Wait, you were on it right around the same time as Uncle Floyd also. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I I remember actually going on Uncle Floyd as an interview once, promoting (laughs) Night When I was a kid, me and my brothers would draw pictures every day to try and get them on the refrigerator. And finally, it fucking hit. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, yeah? He drew drew Pac-Man chasing uh, Skippy. (laughs) 
and it made it on the fridge. And we, Skippy, yeah, that was Who's Skippy. That was his uh, one of the guy. That was the guy oh, that always oh. came on and told jokes, oh, really bad jokes. <laughs> hey, one uh, one thing I thought was cool about Night Flight uh, stylistically was that there was. Uh, this disembodied female voice that would take us on to the night flight, uh, who I, I saw was credited as Pat Prescott. How did you uh, Pat, land Pat her? Pat Prescott, yeah. Yeah. How did you land her, and how did you make the decision not to have, like, a, like an MTV kind of host? Uh, you know, host? A, a voiceover uh, guy? That, I mean, that, that, was, that, that was obvious. I mean, night flight would have never been night flight if there was a host that was going to interrupt it. So... Um, from a from a pure documentary perspective, you know, if you make a documentary movie, okay, maybe you know, um, you know, maybe there are some documentaries that that put their personalities into the movies. Uh, but for the most part, you know, from a from a pure film stylistic perspective, you do a voiceover that's well written, and you don't have a person or a personality that interrupts the what your you know what the subject matter is so that was that was never i i mean i i, I that that was always my point of view from day one and uh i think that's the the magic secret ingredient plus pat prescott has a beautiful voice oh, I, I, yeah. she's still on the air in la um she's on a morning show in la and actually we're going to start to do some new interviews that pat wants to do and we're going to try you know try to get back into some doing some fun stuff but cool. she was um she had a magical voice, and you know we spent a lot of time writing the intros, so there was an intellectual component to it. So if you really look at the shows, they're all little baby documentaries. Right, 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 right. And then, and when you when you guys started filming all that, well, I mean, it it, la- it lasted for eight years. You know, when when it stopped, like what did what did you do with yourself? I I left. Um, okay, me personally, um, I left the show. In 1986, at the end of 86, um, we were kind of living the vinyl, you know, for real. And uh, it was pretty fucked up, you know. I mean, think about it. So I, I, was, I was doing, I was doing uh, uh, from 7 o'clock at night to 2 o'clock in the morning, Monday through Thursday. It wasn't like we had 13 fucking episodes and you could go on hiatus. It went on 52 fucking weeks a year. Yeah. And then I had to get up and go run you know, production and acquisition. And we had, you know, 40 people that we were, that was part of our video. So I'd get in the office at 11 o'clock and, um, there was, and then we had radio 1990 with Lisa Robinson, which was ran for about three years or four years. And I shot that. Um, we edited that. I was going to ask you about that. That, that's, that was a, was that a spinoff of night flight sort of, it was, yeah, sort of. Yeah. I mean, you could consider it a spinoff of our, uh, you know, of, uh, Yes. Yeah. And Basically. Jeff Franklin was involved with that too, your partner, you who you mentioned yeah, earlier. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So think- what happened was, you know, I, I was lucky. Eighty six I finally uh, after trying to have a kid for many years, I had a I had a boy born in April of eighty six and um I kinda decided to uh save my life in a way and make change. And, um, so I left the show and, um, Jeffrey and I parted and then he took over, um, you know, Stuart Samuels actually had a more involved, uh, uh, and with Cynthia Friedland, who was our other partner. And then I left and I went and then I went and made Mondo, New York, um, 
which I still think is one of my great accomplishments, you know, and then I did comedy's dirtiest dozen, another documentary that really Tim Allen, Chris Rock, Bill Hicks, Tim Allen got his job at, at, uh, uh, home improvement and, um, and uh, Chris Rock actually got his job on uh, on Saturday Night Live from that movie. Wow. And then I segued in, you know, I started to do some cooler shit because I, I wanted to be able to have no censorship. So, like, when I did Comedy's Dirtiest Dozen, I spent a year going around the country trying to find the 12 dirtiest comedians in their region <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that weren't known outside, right? right. And, then, and then I said to them, I want you to do a 12-minute set or an eight or nine minute, 10 minute set, I guess 10 minutes set, I can't remember. And totally uncensored. And I flew everybody to New York. And at the Minetta Lane Theater, we shot a, basically a live show, no retakes. Right. And then I went to someone like Bill Hicks. I don't know if you guys know Bill yeah, Hicks. Sure, yeah, sure. Of course. You yep. share the same birthday. Fucking birthday party. Titan. And I said to Bill, I want you to do a segment that you would get arrested in right. if you did it live on stage. Well, it just so, so happens that's my act, so uh, let's do it. <laughs> and and he, you know, he did it, and the, the, it's it's a seminal, it's a seminal set. It's uh, yeah, it's priceless. When that, that, guy, when that guy's on, he's just rolling on fire. Yeah, I got to dive into that, Stuart. That, that sounds great. I in in, in eighty six, you're doing all these. You're doing four nights a week. You're going from seven to two in the morning or whatever it is. I mean, how much partying's going on? You got to get get burnt out. There's only so much. Are you were you a big party guy? You guys uh, doing yeah. things to stay you, up late? You mean did I take a lot of cocaine? To yes, continue? that is <laughs> exactly what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone did coke all day long. Right. Everyone, day everyone long. you do did coke all day long. <laughs> you you couldn't like people would like pe- people would do coke at the table for dinner. Say, yeah, if you, remember, you know, it's it was it was unbridled cross country right. skiing and, and Devil's completely Dandruff. crazy. And and you know it was almost to the point there were there were a lot of people I was in business with that if you didn't do a line with them when you went into their office, yeah. they wouldn't let you in. They wouldn't talk to you. They would, they would think you were a, square. a fucking traitor You're or, not. you know, that you were a spy and you were going to, you know. <laughs> it's almost like when we were really, really young in the early 70s. If you hadn't taken acid, you thought everybody was fucked up. Anyone that was straight, you didn't trust. Right. right. Well, Stuart, yeah. I got to so, ask you. And, well, on on that tip, like, what did you? It's a totally deviated question, but what do you think of the show Vinyl, and like, how did you connect with it? Do you think it was full? It was bullshit, or did you actually feel that was nice kind segue. of what, what the life was like? I I liked it because for me it, it was uh, it was a nostalgic trigger for me. I mean, I, I lived that. I, I didn't I didn't live uh, the violent part of it, um, but there there was a lot of that was so extreme that it actually was like that. And a lot of the characters I knew like that. Sounds like um, <laughs> So, you know, and so to me it was, I kind of enjoyed it. I was, you know, I was surprised that it got such a bad wreck that some people really thought it was shit, but I loved it. I thought it was What about cool. the cocaine acting on that show? Yeah, Bobby that? kind of all there. <laughs> Doing some... some Hammy coke acting there, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Stare up at the ceiling every time. Now, when you have when you have a kid, did you you slowed everything down or? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Well, I did. I actually left the country and went to Brazil. Of course, the land of coke. But I was actually got rid of all my friends, so I wasn't uh, right. I was straight there, and I really took a break. Um, it was really funny because I was on the, the 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 idea I had for Mondo, New York, is I was literally on the beach of Rio one day, and this guy came came up to me. 
And they said, is it true that they really have alligators in the subway in the, uh, in, in, in New York City, in the, not the subways, in the um, tunnels in New York City. Sewers. And I went, wow, they, you know, fucking alligators. And I said, wow, I should do Mondo, New York, and really, like, do the, <laughs> the underbelly of New York. Right. Dave West's so, jaw, jaw just dropped. <laughs> oh, yeah, alligator, 1981. Yeah. Remember that? The kid flushes the baby alligator <laughs> yes. down the toilet, and then next thing you know, you know. It's a dinosaur in the sewers. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, I know. You know, it's, it's kind of brilliant. It plays on, like, your worst fears, like, you know, like something coming out of the toilet or something, you know. Oh, that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's real hard I always, I always thought they should have made. I always thought they should have made Chud versus Alligator. Chud, great Chud, Chud versus <laughs> did you have you you had all these interviews and stuff and how does it work you know did you ever pay for interviews or you don't have or that's that was no that, no, you no know, nobody that's, ever that's pays what, for interviews no no i agree with you yeah no one does right no one a, does. don't worry your check's in the mail but i will send it <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm gonna get you guys on my flight don't worry and you know, i'm not gonna fucking pay you either all right <laughs> deal perfect deal we'll, we'll Just, take- yeah, set up the table set up the table with like an eight ball and uh, we'll be there <laughs> Actually, sir, we have that was a- the uh, the uh, old Rodney Dangerfield story when he went to interview for a uh, Caddyshack or not interview, whatever you call it, and he walks into the office and I forget the director's yeah, there. Yeah, read. He, he had to read for it. And he sits down. And he sets up a bunch of lines and he does it like he's just, like Hoover's two lines and he goes, "All right, let's eat." <laughs> like that's how business meetings started in the eighties, I suppose. Yeah, uh, I envision it. It's it's true, man. It's really it's weird, but. What do you, you who, know, is the, who is that? Who is that? You asked me about the cocaine acting. So, I, you know, the only response I can ever say to that is Has anybody had a wife or a girlfriend that was a coke fiend and how fucking dumb they become? Right. Well, they start uh, talking too much. It's like we always had one of, we always had one girl or wife or whatever that was always that could always ruin the party because she wouldn't fucking stop talking. <laughs> That's why I don't do coke. <laughs> um, it, who I don't do it anymore. Yeah. Well, okay, whatever you say. It's fine. Your secret's safe with us. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's been a long time. Been a long time. In your opinion, like. Uh, What's it, what is the epitome of Night Flight? What do you, do, is there an episode that you're like, wow, this is exactly what it's supposed to be. This is the best episode we've ever done. Well, uh, you know, my favorite interview, uh, and, and, and I guess one of my favorite profiles is the Divine interview. I always like, I, I still get chills every time. So, yeah. you know, Divine, he's up there. He, uh, he did this interview and he has a, bow tie and a jacket on and uh he's very elegant uh and uh you know he talks about how uh you know one of these great parts uh is how you know his father finally asked him you know how do you really you know how did you really do this because he wasn't really accepted all those years and he finally told his father you know, how much money he was making wearing drag women's clothes. Right. You know, and he says, Jesus, his father said, shit, if I was going to make that much money, I would do it too. <laughs> you know, it's sort of this, uh, this sort of beautiful um, revealing, you know, of, of a character that's so extreme. And here he is so elegant and, and so, um, and he talks about how, you know, he's, never really made it as an actor. They never really, you know, he was always put down. So you really think about like the frustration of such a great iconic character and sort of offset with how straight and elegant he looks in the interview. So, you know, that's, that to me is really the essence. And you look at it today, you know, 35 years later, 
Um, and it's even more beautiful because he's, it's, he's there and you, you know, you could see, you know, I love that one of the music videos that he did, it's called I'm so beautiful. And I still get chills there. I just love that fucking video. So that's one of my favorites. Um, but hard to say, you know, it's tough. It's um, like picking your, love uh, the Lou Reed too. interviews, love Ozzy Osbourne. Um, but you know, the thing that's great about night flight is it's sort of like this palette. And like the, the the movie that we're touring that's going to be at the Alamo on Friday night. Right, Alamo Draft House. Um, has the yeah, Alamo Draft House. It just opened up in Brooklyn. Is uh, I think I have forty different segments in ninety minutes, and you know it's like just smashes. It's like a smash, and we continue to make that. So I'm like, my next step is like. It's sort of like, you know, going into the candy store and like, okay, what do you want to put together? And so we have so much to be able to play with that we'll start to actually make new, new, new compilations. Yeah. yeah. Were you able to make a living off of, uh, off of the show? Uh, Night Flight? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Nightfly was successful. We yeah. were really successful. I just, I have like no understanding of how money works. <laughs> <laughs> I always, well, I, okay, I always, so, I always. I mean, it's really simple. All right. So we went to, it's, it's really interesting. So I went to USA Network and I said to them, I'll give you the programming and we'll split the advertising revenue 50 50. Wow. Now, they said, holy shit, this is fucking great. We got at midnight, we don't have sell fucking anything. These guys are fucking smoking yeah. pot. Of course otherwise, we'll do it's this. infomercials. Yeah. Otherwise, so, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, well, we didn't have infomercials. So in the very beginning, we, used to, we got $300 for a 30-second spot where we had to play it six times. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it was nothing in the beginning. So they gave us a little bit of a, I think they gave us maybe... $40,000 a month to cover all our programming and everything, wow. which was enough for me to like make it happen. And then that started to grow. So the 50, 50 deal was a lot, you know, kept on going. And then the show became popular and, you know, Miller advertised on it and Coke and crazy Pepsi and, you know, crazy <laughs> you know. and, um, so they became successful on that basis. So that, you know, um, it, it's it's sort of like that today. You bring the content, you know, someone else brings the advertising, you split. Yeah. So if, if you can, um, you know, it's almost the same thing like on subscriptions. So on Nightflight Plus, we take almost half of all of our revenue and we split it up to all of the producers that have okay. content there, now, the depending US, on how much gets played. As the, as it gained in popularity, the USA say, hey, wait a second, uh, we want to restructure this 50-50 deal. Hold on, you know, this thing's got to, now we have co Well, they did. That's have, when uh, Rhonda Scher and uh, Gilbert Godfrey came uh, in. They thought, you know, enough, we don't want to pay these guys and let's yeah. get some real dumbass on there. And, um, <laughs> you know, and that was it. <laughs> You know, people can people get greedy, and then shit shit falls apart. Yeah. Do you have a de- do you always uh, happens? Do you have a regular uh, regular guy job now? I do. I um, I had a career change when I turned fifty. Um, I started well. I was started to work in uh, in the internet, and I was involved. Uh, I was partners with Michael Lang on Woodstock. 99 and then i uh, i started uh, woodstock.com and started this and actually did the live broadcast uh on the internet for woodstock 99 and i started to get involved in more internet shit and one thing led to another and um i had an epiphany one day because uh, i was 
building some email platforms for just, I just started to get creative in email and stuff. This is going back to like 1999 to 2000. And then one thing led to another and I thought, holy shit, I could go to Congress and I don't know why I fucking thought this <laughs> and convince them Congress. Yeah, Congress. Like, from, from New Wave Theater to the U.S. House of Representatives right. <laughs> and, and turn them on to internet communication, which okay. they were in the fucking dark ages in 2000, 1999. Yeah. And uh, I had started to become somewhat sophisticated in that area through just always being technologically interested in stuff. So I started this company called iConstituent, which I still have. And we're in Washington. And what we do is we provide the communication software. So if you write your congressman and your senator or your governor, um, and not campaigns, I don't do campaign stuff. Right. But so if you write them in, when the letters that you get back and the correspondence you get back comes through my system. So ah. the inbound communication in the Congress, a lot, of, a lot of people don't, you know, all those they, 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 elected officials are basically, um, you know, part of their tax dollars are for you to be able to communicate to your constituents. Yeah. And then there's a lot of casework where if you have a federal issue, you go to your congressman in the district office and say, hey, I'm not getting my social security benefits. Can you help me? Yeah. I can't get it through the social security administration. Your local congressional office will help you with that. So my software right. manages that casework. Yeah. And then I sort of do outbound email and, um, I worked with Bernie Sanders as a Senator for six years, nice. really, really, uh, before, yeah, for personally work with him, wow. um, to help build up his, uh, whole email, he had an e, an e newsletter that he ran for you know before he started to go for the president. Uh, before you got there, before you got there, he was uh you know using uh what do you call it the uh, the carbon copy uh, <laughs> three part NCR triplicate yeah. <laughs> triplicate yeah, so faxing things from his car. <laughs> We've got Stuart to thank for all those emails we get in our inbox from uh, Bernie. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a big Bernie guy. I was supporting him. I went and knocked on doors and everything. God damn it, I love the man. Yep. So, I love you. Bernie. Yeah. Bernie's great. Bernie's brilliant. Great. He's technologically really smart. Is he? I saw a great picture yeah, of him watching uh, watching the debates and uh, in his he house. Said, you know, yeah, yeah. Like in his house, he would he call me a, up on Monday morning. Something, yeah. not, you know, <laughs> cheap staff or whatever. You got to come in. Bernie's pissed off. Your stats went down one percent over the weekend. Right. What happened to your list? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, oh yeah, we only had a seventeen point five open rate. He's pissed off. Go tell him why it is. Oh, and you would have to go in oh. there and explain it to him. Okay, run up to the. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's like on it. He's on it. He watched it. Yeah. What kind of what kind of guy is he? Is he like uh, is he curse in person? Does he yell like what the fuck is going on? Would Bernie Sanders say something like that to you? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> That's okay. You don't know. <laughs> you crossed the line there. I, uh, uh, I think you answered it. <laughs> um, Stuart, you talked about, you touched on uh, you broadcasting Woodstock 99, which alone is an amazing achievement. So I wanted to ask you, were you at the original Woodstock or were you too young for that? No. No, I actually, I was not. Um, I was... Uh, Actually, in jail in Athens, Greece. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, no, I wasn't. I was in Europe that time. Okay, cool. Because you, you sent over that promo photo from you back in the day. It looked like you fit right in there, you know? So That photo is from 1970 when I first did the Berkshire Music Barn. Um, that photo was taken on the same weekend that I had Arlo Guthrie. And, uh, and there was a 1970 photo. Um, so it's kind of like, kind of like, well, 
my favorite photo of myself. It's a classic. I feel like I should be that person, not 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 who I am today at sixty-eight. <laughs> That's how I feel about myself. <laughs> I'm the same fucking person. <laughs> how do you, how do you feel at sixty-eight? Do you feel you've accomplished uh, a lot of things in your life? Are you feeling good? Do you uh, worry about your mortality? So here's how I feel to, to, to explain it. So on my sixty-eighth birthday. My wife, who is in the book business, uh, she's an independent. She partners with Norman Reedus. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Walking Dead, Norman Reedus. And she's done a couple photo books with Norman. Norman's an extremely talented photographer. So Norman had a, a um, on May 29th, which is my birthday, he had a, um, a promotional um, sort of event next to the Intrepid um, for sailors and stuff. And I went there. And um, Oliver Peck, the tattoo artist, was giving away tattoos uh, for free. And uh, I decided it was time for me to get my first tattoo. So I'm answering your question like I'm 68 and I just got young. Did you get so, a tattoo of a Lamborghini? Is that? <laughs> no, but I, I got a tattoo of an American Eagle, man. I'm the fucking government. Yeah, proper. Government. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm the punk. I'm the new wave theater producer who went to Congress. Actually, it's a really funny story. So when I first started <laughs> to go to Congress, right, and, you know, I was like an evangelist, right? So I would go into these meetings and say, you know, you got to like, you know, people, they were congressmen that, that didn't even have computers on their desks, right? And I'd go in there and talk to them about email and web and how to communicate with their constituents. And I was like, you know, it was like, it was it was really evangelistic, right? And I'd, and I'd have these meetings and everybody sit around and I would fucking yap away like crazy. And then the meetings would end and then invariably at the end, usually like a congressman or a chief of staff would say, hey, well, can you talk to us now about Neil Young? <laughs> <laughs> they always wanted to, they, they kind of like, they knew that I had that, that right. I came from there, which was actually my kind of charm. Yeah. I wasn't a political guy. Yeah. And I was, you know, I wasn't trying to sell. I was, I was selling from a pure creative point of view. But um, I'd invariably get meetings and people would say, well, listen, the only reason why I came to this meeting is I've got to ask you this question about, you know, Jimi Hendrix or, <laughs> you know, because people really wanted to kind of hear rock and roll stories. They're interviewing you. That's, that's, you know, like, hey, man, I'm not on the clock. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Stuart, Stuart, have you ever seen the movie uh, Call Me Lucky directed by Bobcat Goldthwait? No. The reason I ask is because, you know, that that's kind of like an old comedian movie. It's a doc by Bobcat, and he... Basically, was a victim of uh, child abuse, and then he went on to Congress himself to basically fight child abuse, and that was happening in all these AOL chat rooms. And you know, he was one of the first people to kind of bring this to the attention of Congress. And it's kind of got this like old school comedy meets you, you know new internet era of the eighties, nineties kind of period. So I wasn't sure. It kind of sounded like right up your alley. I wasn't sure if that was on Night Flight or something you were a fan of. You know. Uh, I'm not. I kind of have a faint memory of it, in a way. So you get to read confidential emails, and uh, can you uh, read them to us on the air? No, no. <laughs> no. Jeff, you no you're all locked. Anything. You're locked out of all that stuff. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I have nothing to do with that. I, I mean, I'm, you know, my, my, I'm basically a creative, uh, you know, um, architect in a yeah. way. You know, so I like to try to. I believe in uh, in connected government. I believe that it's a constitutional right yeah. that we all should actually be in constant contact with our elected officials and then with us. Yeah. And my philosophy is that a connected government crosses the party line. You know, ultimately sure. it could be a D, D or an R, 
Um, and you know, if you're doing the, a good job for your constituency, that's what's important. Not yeah. the, you know, of course, good job starts to morph into whether you support or not support legislation. But there's a lot that goes. I believe that uh, communication and the um, lack of fear of of your position, which you can use through email and you know and and, and telephone town halls and you know writing the right letters back and forth um are it's important i think it's part of our i think the more we do the better our the better our union will be absolutely right. and you know people people uh, if they don't hear if they write to uh, their constituent their uh, their congressman or uh, their representative whoever it might be if they don't hear back they're not voting for that guy again <laughs> cuz screw that guy he didn't get back to me yeah um, you know and there should be a yeah, whole, open line so, yeah it's, it's really funny so lots of times, this is, uh, this is the, my last government story, right? So in the very <laughs> beginning, people always just say to me, what's the difference between a Republican and a Democrat? Well, can you, can you tell me what's different? And I would say, well, I'll give you an anecdotal difference. So I would sit in a room and I would say to a, a Republican that uh, we're going to mail out 100,000 people. Um, basically, you know, it's, it's, it's government spam. They're not, you know, they didn't ask you to mail them. And... Uh, you know, some people are going to be pissed off and say, oh, I shouldn't fucking do that. Where'd you get my fucking name? Da, 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 da. So a Republican will say, fuck it. I don't give a fuck if they are, they are five people are pissed off. Fuck them. And then right. a Democrat will say, oh, are you kidding me? Five people are going to be mad. We can't do it. We can't do it. I don't want to piss anybody off. <laughs> wow. and, it, and it's that sort of, it, it, there is a little bit of truth in the, in, in, in that, you know, the way the, that they would approach the non, you know, the, the Democrats are very ginger the way they treat. But ultimately, it's really important to communicate back with any single constituent that does write you. So that's, that's, that's like a holy grail in Congress. Sure. Makes sense. I like it. Open lines of communication, constitutional right. I believe in it. Good, it's a good yeah, philosophy. Really. I think I, I've agreed with everything you've said on this show <laughs> tonight. Thank you, Stuart. Yeah. And, uh, All right. Well, did you guys vote yet? Not yet. No, I, I, I'm, I'm so I want my vote to count so bad that I, I refuse the early vote because I don't want to, I'm sticking oh. that I'm sticking that fucker we, right in the machine myself. Do we have early voting? Oh, okay, I don't. I'm in Florida. I'm calling you from Florida. Yeah, oh, are you? Yeah, I we don't. I don't have early Florida. voting. Did you? Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't have early voting anyway. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a Florida resident, and uh, actually, I worked in the uh, worked the phones this, this afternoon at the Democratic Party. Nice. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. Really depressing news. Some people, what they tell you, it's like really depressing. But, yeah, um, yeah. Willing, well, you know, well, Florida. I, I don't um, know. I mean, how do you? What do you think? What's your prediction for the state of Florida? You mean no, three twenty Hillary, three twenty, three twenty electoral votes. That's a big neighborhood right there. Yeah, and what is she? Two seventy, something like that. That's, yeah, right yeah. now it's like two sixty eight. It's going to be a three in front of her. He's got It'll a, a three. He's he's got a tough path. Uh, you know, it's kind of a he's got to do a he's got to win. He's got some convoluted uh, scenarios to win. So hopefully, we can hang our hat on that, and this maniac doesn't become president. Yeah. Right? I'm bringing back Ronald Reagan on Night Flight. <laughs> the cor- you heard it he's here alive. first. It's, he's it's, alive and well on Night Flight. It's, it's a live from the Barrage exclusive. The corpse of Ronald Reagan will be on Night Flight <laughs> this Friday night. <laughs> Make sure to go to nightflightplus.com and subscribe to see uh, the, the interview with the corpse of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> so, hey, listen, you know what, what, what we can t- do for your subscribers at some point? We'll have to figure it out, but maybe we can do a, like a... 
a five dollar discount on an annual. The annual um, subscription is twenty nine dollars. So maybe we could do a deal where your subscribers can get five bucks off. We should look at it. So. I'm sure your subscribers would love Nightflight Plus. That's uh, absolutely I'm sure yeah. they would. Well, we, yeah, you know, man. Stuart, if, you know, we have over 200, ep- oh, almost 200 episodes here live from the Bride, so we should talk about getting that up on there. That'd be fun. Put in yeah. the special code word, Garage. <laughs> we will uh, be giving, after we uh, finish yeah. up with Stuart here, we'll be giving away a subscription to Nightflight for a uh, yearly subscription. So make sure you call in and, uh, I don't know, we'll ask you a question. And if you get it right, uh, we'll give it to you. Yeah. How about that? Is this our first sponsor? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. We don't, we don't pay for interviews, man. No way. Well, we get paid for advertising, right? Yeah. yeah no, right. we get yeah, There's too many of you guys there to pay for interviews. It's too fucking confusing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, sorry. We try our best. I know it's a mess. Thank you so much for being on the phone with us and listening how, to this. Uh, how about dead people? I got some dead people for you. Yeah, who do you got? I got a... Got a lot of dead artists, man. Unfortunately, I really do. Uh, I like just get to the point where if you like, if you made one of my movies, you can be assured of dying within five years. Uh, I mean, I got, I have a string of them. When you really got to think about a knife flight, I mean, that's you know, it's like because we had three hundred and fifty interviews, so there's probably fifty dead artists in there. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyway. You know, life rolls on, guys. That's what's important. That's life right. Rolls it's all on. about the day. It's all about what you do every day. It's not about anything else. That's it. And also to our New York fans that uh, Stuart will be appearing at yeah, the, the uh, Alamo Draft House. What's the date of that? Do you have the date? Uh, next Friday night. Next Friday night for uh, join Stuart for a Q and A screening. And by the way, that's an adults only show. Children six and up. Did you say? Did you say joint Stuart at Friday night? A uh, join, join. <laughs> joint Stewart. Smoke a joint with Stewart on Friday night. Well, there were two Stewarts. In front of the Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn and uh, for a, a special Q&A screening. And uh, children six and up must be accompanied by a parent. <laughs> That's what it says. I'm not even Unless kidding. you were nine years old when you watched Night Flight. Right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and you saw Joe Strummer. You got to bring your kid. You got to bring your kid. That's what that, no, I should do that, right? Everyone should bring their nine year old, right? Yeah, bring your nine year old. Expose them to all this I stuff. Got two now, of them. Screw this sanitized world. Get them involved. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much, Stuart, for, for being on and uh, putting up with us. I really appreciate it, man. This is a great interview. Yeah, right? thanks, talking guys. To you. So let's get your podcast up on Nightlight. Yeah, awesome. man, you Good. got it. All right, we will. I'll have my people yeah. talk to your people. And by people, I mean I'll have Tommy Rockstar text you or something. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy RX, baby. Yeah. Right, baby. Hey, let's shout out for Mary. Mary Thomas. Oh, yeah. PlayStation. Mary's the best. Shout out to her. Thank like you, Mary. Her. Super Thank fan, you. Mary. Thank you so much. Mary uh, said something very nice. Thanks, That's Mary. Her favorite, sh- her, Mary favorite, Rock. her favorite TV show and favorite radio show together and that was very nice of her to say thank you mary perfect. appreciate it perfect well, Stuart, thanks so much bud and we'll definitely talk in the next few days and uh, it was an honor and a pleasure i right, hope i see one of you guys over at uh, friday night at the hour all you guys are working that night oh, well, we'll oh try- is it this friday too bad we'll yeah. try to sneak out next yeah. friday yeah friday it's, uh, yeah next all right. friday all right well i'll do a we'll do a special screening just for you guys yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'll send a representative over yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right good Thanks, right. guys. Hey, thanks for, really staying, thanks for staying on so long. We really appreciate it, man. Thanks again, Good Stuart. Good stuff. Cool. Thanks, Stuart. Later. Later. Be well. There he goes. There's Stuart Shapiro, creator of Nightflight. Yeah. Oh, what an interview. Yeah. Great, great job, John. Great Unbelievable. Job. That guy was good. Yeah, that's yep. a legend right there. Dave Westron, I wanted to uh, get you in there a little more, but I, I know you're hanging back to being a polite gentleman over there. He's the politest. He was answering all your questions, wasn't he? <laughs> Without you even asking. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, you do an interview like this, and uh, one question leads to another, and it's kind of hard to, you know. But uh, I like the long-form interview. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that guy had a lot to say. Yeah, we, uh, that's another guy. We could have kept him on for another hour. Really no not. problem. 
I always, I always bait the uh, guests. Oh, it'll be a short fifteen-minute interview. Do you? Yeah, you'll be you'll go <laughs> on. You, you lie to the guests. Well, I bait them. I bait. Them. Bait you bait the guests. Well, because you know, I always say like we can talk about anything you do or don't want to talk about, and I kind of give them that freedom. But then they just always talk for an hour. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah they always have so much to say. I think it's my charm. <laughs> no, it can't be that. Whatever it is, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, man, that guy. Well, this you know, here, here's a guy who's been around. He's got a lot of history. He knows a lot of things. I did forget to ask him who the biggest asshole in, in he Film. ever interviewed was. Yeah. Damn it. Or if he sit or stands to edit. <laughs> right. Well, what a, what a great guy. Thank you, Stuart. Uh, that was and, fun. Uh, yeah. What does he mean, get our podcast on Nightfly? We wanna, are we going to be part of his subscription service? I'm in. Yeah, why not? Well, actually, you, you know, there was a time where we were trying to convert all these podcasts to YouTube videos so people would listen to it on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. So maybe if we... Uh, visually digitize that so to speak then yeah. maybe we can make that happen so what, what I, could, I could barely get the podcast up on well, air we're hiring an intern we're hiring an we intern. need help what would that be like if we were on night flight what goes on on that show because i never watched it i didn't have cable until 1991 maybe well, it's music videos interviews full movies uh clips animation it's full. all like you know mixed into is there any silliness involved like he said i think i think you might have been off uh, over uh, in the i back. could hear what was but he was he did thing. say he mentioned a, a good uh you know way to describe it was uh, or that some people described it as a you know like uh in an adult adult swim before adult swim kind of you know right. what i mean it's th that kind of like just a like a, a a conceptually thematic but also chaotic is oh, that fair to say yeah, dave like, yeah how would you i would almost describe it like a mini youtube all in one you know of like yeah you know th there's like children of night flight things on have you guys ever heard of network awesome it's no, a what's thing that? on it's basically a night flight ripoff, but now, <laughs> but like it's it's a hodgepodge, right? Right, right. Yeah, uh, and yeah, like you said, there, there was a uh, night flight. Yeah, there was like short bits, interviews, uh, full concerts, features, right, yeah. concert films, mm -hmm, you yeah. know. And it was uh, it had a kind of a midnight movie a aesthetic to it, right, which is right. what Stu remember Stuart almost said. like you're in the theater. Yeah, he yeah, touched on that. Yeah, it came out of the world that Stuart was in pre-night flight, you right. know, like yeah. programming stuff. Uh, and, you know, Ryan, it's funny you bring that up because uh, I forgot to memo you this in the uh, producer uh, meeting, but uh, he gave me uh, like kind of an all-access golden master to sort of, like dive in with a subscription. To, yeah, like, I want to check this out. I have that for you. So, you know, you when can, I was, you in the 80s, that. all we had was WHT. You remember that one? That was a movie. Uh, it was a movie service. It was They give you a, this giant box you put on your television. Huh. The sound comes out of that box. That box has a mono speaker in there. And uh, that's they, that, and they would just put yeah it was, it was it, back then either you had WHT or HBO and if you couldn't see the Empire State Building from the roof of your house then you couldn't, you couldn't get, get HBO right. wow. so we had to get WHT because we're at the bottom of the hill are you getting sick <laughs> no, no, no I'm okay. fine <laughs> stay off my microphone I'm, I'm not, I, I don't mean to sound this way I'm just not I'm really not used to the smoking because I just haven't uh -huh. done anything since before Father's Day smoking you out no more e-cigarettes or anything oh, yeah? good for no, you yeah, nice yeah, job so, yeah, nice job yeah it's been a few months and I, I didn't want to you know I, I didn't want to talk about because everybody always says I quit smoking and then all of a sudden a week and a half later I right. see them smoking more than well, I'm going to pee in my pants I gotta take a break <laughs> I'm doing a dance over here and uh, that was great we'll do a break we'll come back with the Ryan game and the news whichever one you guys want to do first is fine with me sounds good cool and we'll figure it out thanks everybody we'll be back after this
Traffic, weather, poker, and Mets talk on the fours, live from the barrage. Let's get busy. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. Go ahead. You can no, tell your okay. Steve Earl, meaning Steve Earl story. No, can I tell my, uh, sure. to, instead of that one, I'll tell the uh, James Earl Jones one. We were off the air. We were talking about brief encounters with. Uh, we were talking about Michael Moore and that Moore ran and into how I ran into him a couple times, and that ran into how uh, Ryan ran into somebody. And, uh, yeah, I ran into him once, and then once uh, 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 James Earl Jones. Um, I I'm on the elevator uh, in, at Sound One, and he's getting off on the third floor where the ADR studio is, 
Doors open up. He walks off and like he's trying to figure <laughs> out how to get through the code to get to the door. And as the doors, I like I gotta say something. You know, so many quotable shit. And the one and out of everything I said, I just go. Welcome to Bell Atlantic. And, uh. he just, <laughs> and he just turns around with this grin on his face and looks at me as the doors are closing. Uh. And I, throw, I throw him a it wink. It was like Star Wars. The doors close on Darth yeah. Vader. Like, uh, and I throw him a wink right before that. <laughs> uh. That was it. Amazing. Uh, Bell Atlantic. I remember all those... Um, <laughs> You know, uh, the phone company going through all those different changes. It yeah. was like 9X and I used Bellatic to do a, and a lot of work shirts for like in the merch days with Verizon. the punk bands. They all had those uh, 9X patches on them. Remember those? Like old, yeah. Old-timey fucking <laughs> phone dealies. Now I can't fa- find where I found it, uh, Carlin Reed. I want to say it's from that Paris concert, but now I can't confirm. Dumb. Can't believe it! Don't forget that giveaway, guys. I just had it. I closed, it was live at the Louvre. I closed it out. The first caller to call in gets a free subscription to Nightfly Plus. That's right. Yeah. If you call in seven one eight five seven seven two seven one six, you get a yearly subscription to Nightfly Plus. You better call in this radio show, you big dummy. What's wrong with you? I'm actually going to call in. You might have to answer. I will, I, I Dave Weston's going to come up with a Nightfly trivia question for you, and you have to answer it. <sighs> yes. Make it kind of easy, Dave. Dave's like, where's his notes? Right. <laughs> what channel was it on? Yeah. <laughs> I might have fucked that up, It's too, too easy. Yeah. yeah. I never saw that show. Well, I can't now. find it now, Carlin. I'm sorry. I don't know. It's, fuck. What are you looking for? I'm looking for, uh, I don't know, the audience had a question. Oh. Uh-oh. You have a caller? Call you're on the air. Am I allowed to win if I'm actually on the show? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think you uh, read the uh, d- disclosure forms that you signed. <laughs> the terms of service. Four years ago. <laughs> uh, I, put, I put it on my CV, cast member. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think. You, well, Pat, you know, I would love to give it to you, but I don't well, think we could do that. He gave me a couple, actually, so we're oh, uh, back door. Uh, yeah, Pat. Yeah. Just, give, just give it to me the sly. Come on. Yeah. We're, 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 let's we're, fucking mince words here. Let's not, let's not pretend like we haven't done cute things over the years. Uh, we're going to get cute. We're going to backdoor your subscription, don't we? You're in. Unwindable <laughs> <laughs> description. One way or another. I'm I'm sorry. You max headroom. What'd you say? Uh, I said we'll wind up with a subscription one way or the other. Right. Have you ever heard about this Ireland place? Sure, except they drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's the Ireland update over there? <laughs> still drinking after all these years. The Ireland update is everybody still hates you, Tom. All right, fair uh, enough, Patrick. Tommy uh, McRackstar. That, that was once again. That was easy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, stop. Uh, everybody get along, goddammit. You're stressing me out. <laughs> get along. Tommy, if you were here, we'd be sucking down pints of Guinness and hugging. That's I know. Right. Actually, Pat, I've been all over Europe. I've never been to Ireland. So one of these days, we're going to jump on these uh, night flights with you and go over there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> night okay. flight with I'll, me? I'll, I'll tell them at the airport on my way back. Yeah. <laughs> French, French kiss Zugas on the chat box saying, John's going to backdoor Pat when he gets back from Ireland. Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> he writes. Thank you. Well, Kazugas, uh, you know. Thank you for that gay joke. I appreciate it. Very good. You son of a bitch. Oh, good. Congratulations, Christopher Kazuka's on uh, being uh, a, over a year sober. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah sure one year sober. Good job. Don't go to Ireland with Pat. Hello? Oh. oh yeah. The only yeah. The only fun you get out of me is is, is that we're loaded. <laughs> Call. You're on the air. Hey, I want free. Uh, say again, please, sir. I want something for free. Okay. And who's calling, please? Uh, this is Jose. Jose, how's it going, oh, man? Oh, friend. 
<laughs> Kazuka's that's how that's how he he's known as Kazuka's friend. He Jose's accomplished more in that in his life than just being Kazuka's friend. All right, Jose. Well, we've got a trivia question for you. If you can answer this question, okay. you'll, can you'll Pat win. Answer it for me because I am way too young for that show. Later. Right. All right. Pat and Jose will team up. Yeah, Lifeline, baby. Yeah, I think I can handle it. All right, Dave. You got something? Come on, get, get, pull up some trivia off your notes yeah, here. All right. Yeah. All right. One of the movies that played on Night Flight was called "Ladies and Gentlemen: The Fabulous Stains." Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous okay, okay. thing. Yes. Name, uh, yeah, name, name the uh, the lead actress in in that film. Who is the lead actress in Ladies and Gentlemen? You got the some fabulous uh, thing. Clock ticking drops on there. <laughs> I actually know this. All right. How about this? Name anyone in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Name anyone in that movie. <laughs> Oh, that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> Bob Barker. And begin. <laughs> well, we have a backup question just in case. Oh, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, uh what's the first two? I'm mad about you. Oh, uh, Ellen Hunt. Ellen Hunt? Helen, Helen, Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Yeah. Ellen Hunt. Ellen Hunt. Is that right, Dave Weston? Helen Hunt. No, no, but you're warm-ish. Close. Warm-ish. Right, we'll give you three guesses. Paul Reiser. <laughs> Paul, famous famous riot girl Paul Reiser. Yes. <laughs> Paul oh, Reiser. All right, Jose, name a type of cheese. Wait, what? Name a type of cheese. Uh Dayo cheese. All right, you win. What did he say? I'm still answering for you because I would have hey. I don't even know if that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think, wait, he, I say, think he got name a type of cheese. Did he say Dayer? <laughs> yeah, what kind of cheese is that? Oh, Daya. I, I can name okay. a type of cheese. Tommy's jokes. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, Jose, congratulations. You've won. Jose, you've won a yearly subscription to the Night Flight. Good job. Pat and Jose win because they've doubled That's right. Both of you guys win. Congratulations. Congratulations. Double win. International high five. And I got to say, looking at checking out that website, it's done really well. It's nice. It's like, it's it's kind of beautiful. So you're going to have fun on there. Have a lot of fun in there. Start start with the Billy Joel episode. Week. I heard there's a nudie films on that. Right. <laughs> Get your J.O. on to like some 80s broads with their big hair and you know, whatever's going on. I don't know. And you will, uh, I guess, well, how do we get that to Jose? We're going to email him a code or something? That's right. We're going to email him a code. All right, Jose, please, uh, uh, if I don't have your email already, I don't think I do. Email. Please just send it to, you know, send live from the barrage at gmail.com and email and then I will have your email and then I will send you an email. Yeah, and Patrick, you're... you're, you're <laughs> we'll copy-paste you on your, e- on your Facebook. Is there any way you can make it more complicated? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could complicate it. I could do it. Yeah. And Pat, you know, I'll just uh, I'll just like text you the code or something. Yeah, we'll leave it on the stool here for yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> Type in uh, Baba Booey 100. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ringo, what did you do with the money? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Right. Uh, we got to move on with the game. Thank you, Jose. Thank you, Pat. All right, good luck. Thank you. All right, have a good All time, right. Pat. Be careful. And Jose, uh, congratulations. You're a winner. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. All right, man. It's easy to win on this show. Just call up and then name a cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dave. What the hell's wrong with you? Just name a cheese and you got it. That's it. 30 bucks in your pocket. I think that's our new game, name yeah. a cheese. Name a cheese. And he didn't even get it right. I didn't know what the hell cheese he was yeah, talking diarrhea about. Diarrhea cheese? Yeah. Diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, name a cheese. He couldn't be like a cheddar. He has to be special. I know, of course. Like special. He, some, some millennial bullshit some going on. It's a great bullshit. Right.
He didn't want to name Cheddar because it's offensive to a, you know some group of people. To orange people. Yeah. <laughs> to Donald Trump. <laughs> to the, ch- the people of Cheddar, Germany, <laughs> where they make that stuff. All right. Uh, what are we doing? We're going to have the news. It's, uh, hey, everybody. It's Tommy Rockstar's news. It's Tommy with the news. It's the news. And now breaking news with Tommy Botstar. Tommy Botstar. Non-breaking, Non-breaking news. news. Tommy Rockstar. What's in the news, Tommy? All right, all right. Lots in the news happening in this uh, last sh- live from the barrage before the presidential election. It's funny you mention that, John. That's my leading story. Would, thank you. Yes, I you guessed right. It. You nailed it. I know how to write, baby. Oof. Or copy and paste. Are you going right. to give an, an editorial this week by any chance? <laughs> I should do that one. <laughs> yeah. Good night and good luck. <laughs> I like what you once called me, uh, what was it, Tommy, you're an ignorant slut. Remember that from <laughs> SNL? Oh, Jose named a vegan cheese. Jose, you lose. Oh, we're uh, taking that back, buddy. You, only- <laughs> <laughs> you got a six-month subscription now instead vegan of a 12. cheese. <laughs> well, <clears throat> this story is in the, uh, the deserts of Cheese Arizona. comes from a cow. <laughs> or a plant, apparently. I saw a vegan cheese at Hork Festival. Vegan cheese. <laughs> This story comes out of the deserts of Arizona. Ooh, <clears throat> spooky. A 102-year-old woman in Prescott, Arizona, born before women gained the right to vote in America, has officially cast her ballot early and voted for Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. Yeah, well, that vote's not going to count. <laughs> you don't think early votes count? Wait, what state? <laughs> no. What? Arizona. Arizona. No, I don't. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mrs. Jerry. No, of course they count. Mrs. Jerry. I'm sure. Actually, I'm, sure. I'm sure it's fun. They're saying Arizona is one of the questionable states right Really? Now. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe Arizona's uh, up probably it's probably going to go right, but yeah, you know, it's, but think. they're saying it's a lot. Uh, it's it's not. Uh, it's not you're right. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm just guessing here that Arizona's yeah. probably traditionally gone red. I mean, for years and years. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm sure they've done. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that ever being blue. It's been quite a while since they uh, picked a Democrat. There. Yeah, probably never. Mrs. Jeremy Emmett is urging uh, other Arizonians to follow her lead and use the state's early voting system. The rebellious granny made headlines in July at the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia when she carried a blue and white sign that read uh, Centen- Centenarians. How do you pronounce that? Oh, my gosh. Centurions? Centurions? Centurions. Centurions for Hillary. <laughs> Centurions for Hillary. <laughs> Centur- is that half man, half horse? <laughs> that's centaurs. Oh, that's cent- a centaur. Oh, cent- sorry. Centenarians. Sorry, centenarians. Centaurs for Hillary. <laughs> Minotaurs for fucking Hillary. I'm with her. Tommy, I need that t-shirt by Tuesday, please. <laughs> Dave's losing his shit. Uh, start, start printing. <laughs> the retired educator said she's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any horse sound effects. <laughs> um, the retired educator. <laughs> she's so old that that she her half her body's a horse. <laughs> she was born before humans came into full evolution. It's not the half you think. <laughs> Dave's literally falling off his stool. <laughs> it's like a. <laughs> I think I think I saw this movie on Night Flight once. <laughs> <laughs> the guy goes into a pod and comes out half man, half horse. The retired educator says she's been waiting her whole life to cast a vote for her ballot. <laughs> I was when I started out in the stable a hundred years ago. I've been waiting my whole life. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hello, I'd like to cast an early. <laughs> the, the, reti- the retired educator said she's been waiting her whole life to cast a vote for a woman and has been eager to vote for Clinton, uh, who would be the nation's first female president. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time we had a centaur in office. <laughs> 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 Get your hands off me, you damn dirty horse! <laughs> Planet of the Centaurs. Down with humans. <laughs> Speaking of comedy, uh, the TV show SNL has landed a big name for Hello. us. <laughs> 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 a horse is a horse. No one can talk to a horse, of course. That is the first voting horse, <laughs> Mr. Ed. He's like, I was on the roll four years ago. What happened? To that? I got, I got purged. I like the credits. It's like starring Alan Young, Larry Keating, and some fucking horse. <laughs> some fucking horse. <laughs> starring Lou Durbin. Bill Crenshaw and some fucking horse or some shit. <laughs> Did you ever see the episode of Mr. Ed where he plays for like the Brooklyn Dodgers? Oh, I heard about that. It's Didn't fucking you? insane. I'm pretty sure. Didn't he also play with the uh, the Globetrotters and uh, shit? Yeah, he, sl- he steals home. He, he, he's a horse, though, instead of a, a man. <laughs> he takes out Roy Campanella. <laughs> Jackie Robinson and Pee Wee Reese are like cheering him on. It's fucking fun. Yeah, it's actually that's the thing. Yeah. I lost. I, I can't turn off the Mr. Ed theme song. We're stuck, it's, it's, yeah, it's stuck in stuck horse joke. Per- it's constant loop now, rest of the show. Perpetually. I don't know. I can't find it. Fuck. Hello. Hello. Uh, Fuck! It's gonna like go. I like, really can't. It's gonna go like an advertisement for oh, horse hopes. It <laughs> 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 it's like the Mr. Ed version a- to play uh, play some reggae. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who wrote that song just heard that on a loop in his head all day. He's like going crazy. Oh man! Speaking of comedy. <clears throat> The TV show SNL has landed. Look, we need big... you to write a song. It's about a talking horse. <laughs> of course. Of course. Horse rhymes with of course. Wait a minute. No one can talk to a horse. Done. This, this stuff writes itself. Put some fucking peanut butter in that horse's mouth and we got a show. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make millions, I tell you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got a great idea for a show, buddy. Yeah, it's about a talking horse, see? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I get it now. It's centenarian. That's what it was. If you say so. Is that how this all started? <laughs> we got to figure out a way to center his cock. What? I don't know. You don't want to see horse cock on TV. That's, that's, that's not that's right. Man, night flight you would. Uh, Mr. Ed was the first uh, show they showed two horses sleeping in the same bed. <laughs> two mares, one bed. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Tommy. All right, we uh, move on. Yeah, SNL <laughs> has landed a big name for its first post-election show, as it is announced today that comedian Dave Chappelle is set to make the first uh, debut for this next weekend. I just pictured Mr. Ed showing up to the polls like in a trench coat <laughs> and with a hat, like pretending to be human. Hello, I Hello. am Mr. Ed. I believe I'm on the rolls. One, <laughs> one vote, please. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Dave Chappelle, best known uh, for his acclaimed Comedy Central series, in addition to his stand-up, has rarely made a TV or public appearance in the years since he abruptly left the Chappelle yes, show so in 2005. kind of reckless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as the series ended the following year. In recent years, he has returned to do stand-up, most famously performing at 10 nights at Radio City Music Hall. Best part of the best moment on that show <laughs> ever in history. Yo, the sign is so simple, B. It says, wrap it up. Wrap it up. 
Wrap that shit I'm up, sorry. Pete. I'm sorry. I keep thinking of Mister, like the uh, the acting career that he had after the show. Yeah, yeah. He was in Ocean's Eleven. Did some voiceover work. <laughs> I didn't know he was in that. Oh, he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Time Harry and Tonto. He played the casino owner, the Horseshoe Casino. <laughs> Drove across the country with the. Um, interesting <laughs> with a cat. Interestingly yeah. enough, hip hoppers, a tribe called Quest. I love animal humor. <laughs> Hip Hoppers, A Tribe Called Quest, are about to release their first album in 18 years and will serve as the musical guest for Dave Chappelle. Oh, what's happening? Dave Chappelle has a new show? No, he's performing in SNL next week for the first time ever. Wow. He's hosting? Yeah, bro. All right. Tribe's going to be on next week? Yeah, Tribe's going on next week. Oh, man. It's a big show. He's going to smoke cigarettes? You know we opened for them one time? You did not. Tribe Called Quest? Yeah, at a college. No way. Awesome. Yeah. Weston, Tribe Called Quest. Was it like a flyer somewhere in a... (laughs) Somewhere in the world there might be a flyer. Are you a a memorabilia collector, Dave? Do you collect the flyers of the shows, or do you say... I have some of them. No. uh, Actually, uh, James, Jimmy, he's the archivist. Yeah. Oh, he's got all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's somewhere. in someone's face. Yeah, you got. I've seen some good stuff though. You've got. You got some good collection. Yeah. Uh, and this one is a story out of San Diego. A San Diego microbrewery has announced that they have partnered up with legendary punk band The Descendants uh-huh. to create a new beer called Feel This. <laughs> Feel this. Uh, a seven point three coffee IPA brewed with special dark matter hypercaffeine spasinate coffee beans. Sounds horrible. Uh, Zach Langley, the company's West Coast VP of Marketing, said, quote, Come with it now! <laughs> Having grown up in the punk rock and skate scene, it was an honor to be given the opportunity to create a beer for the Descendants to celebrate their recently released album. It was really quite radical. Mm. Uh, the beer ships out this week to uh, 25 different states across the United States and will be available at retailers while supplies last. The beer is named after the legendary punk band song Feel This. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at John like, oh, that's your cue, John, you know. Uh, like, I'm not even going to say wait, anything. Wait. From it's the too easy. most recent album, half, uh, Hypercaffeine Spasinate. Go. That you can pronounce. <laughs> yeah, no, that's weird. Go figure, but I can't do it. Real words, not so much. <laughs> Centaurian. Maybe those old punk rock albums are like uh, burned into your brain. Yeah, I guess so. Even though that came out this year, but whatever. Uh, and this final story. Good evening. Uh, Sorry, good. <laughs> this, this final story <laughs> is from South America. That's uh, the news. And uh, you would. Oh. There's one more. Oh, sorry, I tried to. South America. What's that like, America, but in a different place? Yeah, they've it's got crazy. horses and everything. <laughs> uh, according to secret TRN sources in South America, famed drummer Stephen Popcorn Adler will rejoin Guns N' Roses on stage tonight at River Plot Stadium in Buenos Aires. I'll see you tonight. That's right. Adler will likely perform only a few songs, most likely the songs uh, "Out to Get Me" and "My Michelle" that he played in t- separate occasions on the U.S. Guns N' Roses tour. Right. We're gonna fly this guy into Brazil. That's what they're doing. Isn't to that play crazy? three songs. That's crazy. That's terrible. his payment. Like, listen, you come to Brazil, we'll give you like uh, two hundred bucks a day, pay for your flight, and you run around town. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd sign up for that. Why uh, do you keep getting excited? They're not having him as like the drummer. It's bullshit. Like you keep teasing you with that. I know because they got another guy in the Dave in the Weston. Spot. What is your opinion of Guns N' Roses? I know you respect yeah, Tommy's opinion, fan. but I'm you're a, a fan, fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you go to any of the reunion gigs? I, we, uh, me and this guy went. Yeah, yeah. What'd you think? I had a great time. Did you? Nice. Yeah. Where yeah. where did you see them? Uh, Met, what is it called now? MetLife Stadium. MetLife Stadium. MetLife Stadium. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it was yeah. great. You know, yeah. you did you ever see them back in the day or no? I did not. I wanted to see them. They played with. They opened for Aerosmith uh, one time. Permanent vacation tour. Per, <laughs> I think it was Perm Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, the ticket that was a hot ticket in town. You know, because right. yeah. guns were starting to blow up, so I, I couldn't get tickets. Dave's that. actually seen some pretty crazy shows. Didn't you see like Motley Crue really early on? I saw them. Yes, I saw them the in 1984. Not at the. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw their first show. No, I saw, um, I saw them on the Shout at the Devil tour in 1984. I was wow. 10. Yeah, That's pretty early. Wow. Who yeah. took you there to that? My mom. Wow. Yeah, you had a cool mom, dude. She was great. She let me watch Night Flight, you know, all night. <laughs> yeah. You see the crew. Right. And Rat opened up for that. You guys remember Wow. Rat? Yeah, sure. Yeah. sure. Yeah. Round and round. Round That's and about round. it. Yeah. <laughs> way cool junior. I was just gonna later. say way cool junior too. He's the hottest that. thing to ever hit this town. <laughs> Didn't you also see like Madonna when you were like five or some shit? That was another one. I I I wanted to go see her in 1984 when Borderline was just come, but I uh, the the ticket price even for 1984 was a little high. <laughs> yeah, so yeah she shut roof. that down. Yeah, 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 did, yeah. I remember the first concert I tried to go see was Poison. No, it was Def Leppard, and my parents were like, you're too young, you're not going. Wow. So Poison was my first concert. Interesting. Yeah. I Oh, wait, did I have tickets? For, I think, they, did they open for David Lee Roth? Remember when David Lee Roth who, who went po- solo? Poison? Did, did Poison open for No, him? they were headlining it those days. They know? were headlining yeah. then? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had yeah. ticks for uh, Poison and, and David Lee Roth, but that show got canceled, actually. Uh, so I had the tickets, show got uh, totally canceled. canceled. Tom, Tom, oh, yeah, right Lay It Down. I forgot about that rat too. Oh, Lay It Down. Lay yeah. It Down. You can't forget Wanted Man too when we're in the in the, uh, the Wild West uh, garb. <laughs> yeah, that's not a Tesla song or something. <laughs> what do you think, Tommy? You're an avid listener. Do you remember what my first concert was? Oh yes, I do. It was um, Weird Al. I mentioned no, it no, he did. I never I saw Weird Al. The Association. Concert. No, it's something like no. <laughs> it was it was the Beach Boys or something like that, right? No, the Monkees. No, it was uh, it was the Bangles. Oh, wow, nice. <laughs> yeah. Jones Beach. They're still touring. They're still touring. Are they really? Yeah. I mean, minus, so. minus I know, one bangle, though, right? One of the bangles, you know, they're out bangling. They banged off. Yeah, she banged off. They killed her off. Yeah. I believe. I know Susan. Which bangle Austin is not in? Really? Uh, uh, she's been st- uh, always active, right? Drummer? Do you know, do you know which bangle? No. Bass player? Flu the, the no. flutist, I think. Honestly, well, you have a rhythm. Flute. Flute. <laughs> the fl- the flutist. flutist. Flutie. Doug Flutie. <laughs> Doug Flutie. <laughs> Flakes. Uh, I saw, uh, I, I said this on the show before. I saw, uh, what's her, who's the singer of the Bengals? Uh, Susanna Haas. Oh, damn it. I'm not thinking, I'm thinking of the wrong band. I'm thinking of the. Uh, oh, Belinda Carlisle? Yes. Yeah. You saw her solo? I saw her too. solo in, uh, in, in Coney Island, um, and uh, her band missed the plane or the plane was delayed and she had no band. She goes, uh, Listen, I'm going to sing along to a tape. I'm sorry, the band's not here. I'm like, okay, you know. She's like, I'm sorry, everybody. This is the deal. I'm not trying to lie to you. The tape is going to play. <laughs> I'm going to sing to it. This might be some lights. Yeah, she was fine. <laughs> was that the Place on Earth tour? She no, it was. It was. It was. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. I went there to see the B52. She opened up the B52s. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, I, I like saw B52s, Go Go's, and psychedelic furs. Wow. Oh, not in the heyday, mind you, but yeah. it, it never. Oh, I saw shit. I, I was at the Sinead O'Connor show where she wouldn't have the national anthem played. It was that, that Frank scandal. Sinatra got all mad. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool, like baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was at the show that she got booed off the stage, uh, the Bob Dylan uh, anniversary show. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was at that one when everybody oh. started booing her, and then Chris Christopherson came out and <laughs> hugged her on stage and then walked her Chris off. Chris Christopherson's yeah. like Pee Wee Reese. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of shows, Hugging Jackie Robinson. I went to see The Dam this weekend and uh, last weekend. They were fucking amazing. Oh, you know when we had uh, um, uh, Wes on, did you? Uh, we, we shouldn't talk about that, right? 
No, we can. About uh, what the dam thinks of his uh, film? Well, I, actually, you know, I've, I've heard mixed stories. I heard that right. some, of the, some of the members of the dam loved it and some of them didn't, you know? So, like, I asked Wes if he was there, but he was in Cleveland. Who's the guy? Captain, uh, Captain, uh, Captain, Captain, Captain Fantastic? He doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Crunch. <laughs> it's amazing seeing those two on stage. Like, they're total dichotomy, you know? Like, Dave Annie is like this almost, like, yeah. gothy-looking, like, thing. And, he, and the Sensible is like this French clown. Yep. You know, it was just total polar opposites, you know? Yep. They were you great, know, though. I'd never seen You mean seen a mime? Them. Yeah, a mime, that's it. Yeah, yeah French clown, a mime. <laughs> <laughs> French clown. Um, but to wrap up the news, <clears throat> uh, speculation about Stephen French, Adler. The, the French have a bad clown problem, too. It's, it's not scary. It's just really irritating. They keep <laughs> popping up in the woods, and people are like, oh, this mime again. It's Kasuga's. <laughs> Uh, speculation that Stephen Adler has some sort of involvement in the new Guns N' Roses reunion tour have been ramping up ever since he made it official with a surprise April 1st show in the Troubadour. <laughs> Adler was reportedly going to appear at the gig in L.A. where they started this all, but, but was sidelined by a back injury. And that, my friend, is the news. See, you know, you can't really blame too much. I guess if the guy's always hurt, he's got a bad back, what are you going to do? That's a, that's a grind of a tour. Yeah, well, I wonder if that was really true. They should, what they should do is do what they did with Axel and, uh, when he had a broken leg and let Adler sit down the entire show. <laughs> oh, sorry, he's the drummer. Yeah, thank you. That's the news. That's the news? Nice, nice. job, Tommy. Yeah. I like the news. Good job. <laughs> Tommy Rockstar's Bullshit. <laughs> Up to the minute, late breaking nationwide news coverage. Turn on your TV to listen to a bunch of drunken buffoons goof on shit. Listen to Live from the Barrage every Friday at 8 p.m. on livestream.com. And that's the news. Thank you. And that's Very the good, news. Good, Tommy. Good and job. That's the news. And that's the news. And we move on to the next segment of the show. And that's the news. That's the news. And that's the news. And that's the news, and that's the news, and that's the news, and that's the news. That's Tommy Botstar. And that's the news, and that's the news, and that's the news. Tommy Botstar has stories. And that's the news, and that's the news. And now breaking news with Tommy Botstar. I'm Tommy Botstar, and here is the news. A Daytron, Ohio man named Mr. Banana Head slipped on a banana and died. Our second story is out of Florida, of course. A Florida man tried to ride an alligator, but the alligator was having none of it, and he was eaten by the alligator. Sources told TRRN that the ironically named Mr. Crocodile was taken to Alligator Hospital in Tampa, Florida, but he could not be saved. There you go. John thinks he knows how to get into my head with my writing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, That was Tommy uh, was missing one day. We had to fill in for the new. (laughs) All right, Ryan. Ryan, uh, do you have a game for us this week? Yeah. All right. Ryan, are you going to be able to incorporate Dave Westron into this? Yeah, Dave, you can play, but... For you, it's going to be more of a guessing game because the, the game tonight is pretty much about us. Okay. Um, because, we, we, yeah, okay. But, you know, maybe just in the time that you sat here and you kind of gather, you, well, you know Tommy, so you could probably figure him out quite easy. And maybe in the time that you sat here with us tonight, you might, you know, uh, kind of get a vibe of what we like and don't like. Uh, sure. The game tonight is about, I, I, I got in touch with all these guys uh, earlier in the week, which means like 1 o'clock this afternoon. And and said, everybody send me uh, five bands, five bands that you're either embarrassed uh, to admit that you like or nobody would ever guess that you like or uh, something along those lines. Or that you're kind of embarrassed, uh, you could call it a guilty pleasure or something. Something that we might be surprised just a little, I, obviously, Tommy didn't write the Ramones to me. Um, How could Tommy be Roses. embarrassed by anything? Right. I mean, this. He doesn't care. He likes Enough's Enough. He likes this band and that yep. band. He doesn't hey, care. There's some embarrassing it's bands not, out a, there. 
It's okay to have no shame, but I actually, you know, kind of admire it. Mm. The guy likes what he likes, and fuck you if you don't like it. All right. Who wants to go first? Good for you, Tommy. Take no shit. I'm going to, everybody gets uh, one uh, question each. uh, Well, before we start, Dave Weston, what's like a band that you like that no one would ever think that you'd like them? Yeah. um, Got a couple there. What do you, the, the knife? Oh, maybe, yeah. The knife. The knife. Yeah, I guys? like the knife. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I like the knife life. <laughs> like the knife boogie. Flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you, it's some, come on, there's got to be someone. Phil like Collins. That. Dave's a big Phil Collins fan. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good Ooh, one. Phil Collins, yeah. I like Phil Collins came back to remind us he stinks. Yeah, what's Thank up you. with that? I, 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 I haven't heard any of that yet. It's, yeah. not, it's really not good. It's right? just the same thing, but it's worse. Is he right. doing new music or is it like old No, songs? it's all the old songs. Yeah. Is there any Phil Collins song that you do like, John? Uh, let's see. Not that one, not that one. Uh, not that one. The, what about the Miami Vice thing? Which yeah, one is I know, that? I know what you're talking about. That's uh, a good the, song. The Air Tonight. No. Or of night or something like that. No. Well, the, the, then the other faster. I mean, if there's one if there's one to tolerate, I suppose that's the one. Yeah. There was another one, a faster oh. one he got out. Susudio? No. Was... <laughs> no, that's awful. <laughs> I don't know. He's something about a, a, good a, one, a good right? number. And then there's a cover of You Can't Hurry Love, which is awful. Oh, no, I hate that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was there and I saw what you did. <laughs> it's not that so, much. What about Lionel, Lionel, what about Lionel Richie, Tommy? Do you like Lionel Richie? Uh, in in deaf. I mean, yeah. or in diff, I should no. say. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, all right, let's just start. Tommy, As a person, see. he's probably fine. We're gonna, Tommy's <laughs> going to go first. All right, Tommy, you got to guess who this is, okay? Oh, okay. All right. Is Pat in on this one, too? Pat never wrote to me, no. Oh, he didn't. He, oh, he no, said never, he was going to participate yeah, and then he, didn't say anyone. He's pretty adamant <laughs> about it. All right, uh, who likes... Uh, who, are the, who are the people? Me, Tommy. And uh, me and Mario. Uh, you and Mario. Right. I'm okay. not playing. Where the hell is Mario? He should be here any minute. He's going to bust through the door. When it's his turn. Through. Yeah, it will make his turn last. So. Okay. Cool. Don't worry. It, it'll work out good. Don't worry. All right. So uh, the mamas and the papas. Out of, out of the four of us, who's a, mm. who likes the mamas and the papas? So it's me, Mario, Tommy, and Ryan. So it's got to be one of us three. Yeah. You're not going to hear your own name, by the right, way. Right, right, right. Um, that's a little too highbrow for Mario. <laughs> highbrow. I'm gonna say you, Ryan. Yeah, I, I agree with Tommy. I think it's Ryan. All right. Well, uh, you were wrong. Ooh, I did not write that. I don't mind them. I personally think they're okay. You know, I never actually owned an album by them, but uh, right. I kind of like their sound. I like the way they sing, their harmonics, or whatever you call that. I'm not a musician, so I really don't know how. That <laughs> Harmonies. Works. Yeah, this seems like the same yeah. word, right? So, <laughs> centurion. All right, so you're not gonna get a point though, Tommy. That's <laughs> Are you gonna reveal who liked them or not yet? Uh, oh yeah, let me tell you who it, it was. Uh, it was uh, Mario. Mario wow. it has to be. Uh, Mario, my gut. Mario's a uh, fan of the mamas and the papas. Hmm, I don't know why I'd be embarrassed by that. My favorite Christmas <laughs> meal is a ham and cheese. Is a ham and cheese. Is a ham and cheese. All right, we're gonna let Dave go next. Dave, who is a fan of the psychedelic furs? Besides you. I'm gonna guess John. Do he, we do we guess or just Dave? Go, uh, it's just gonna be uh, Dave, Dave, actually. Okay, okay. Yeah, because um, it could be you, and then you know what would be the point? Right, of that right, right, So right. Dave Weston uh, guessing the, who is a fan of the psychedelic fur. The answer is uh, Mario. But that, there's no <laughs> shame. Mario again. No, I don't think that's there's shameful. No, there's no shame in. Yeah, I'm not, they're not there's really. A of, there's a lot of pride there. They're not know? my thing, uh, but I don't think yeah, that that's a, it safe over there. Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, 
Well, we, we heard two from Mario already. Two from okay. Mario. Mm-hmm. Ryan's pulling but that out. I'm not going to help you keep count anymore. That's yeah, the last time because I the math that. is going to help us yeah. big time. Yeah, I just screwed that up for you because you never even would have thought about that, right? Whatever. Yeah. Should ask for 10? Oh, whatever. Yeah, it's 11 o'clock at, on Friday night. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> really giving a shit yeah. about this sort of thing. No, not right. me. Uh, John, who's, who here is a uh, fan of Risk Reward? Band that That's you have my band, in. you bastards. Yeah, somebody here is a, is actually a well, fan. They're, I, they're embarrassed to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> but well, they're a fan. I, I will say that it's Tommy doing shtick. I believe it's Tommy. Tommy is doing shtick. Uh, yes. <laughs> Ryan He's text- never actually listened to your music. <laughs> yeah. uh, but here you go. Yeah, I don't blame you. He has an attention span of a Hold on know, to that. A mouse. All right. Uh, keep that as a point, all right, because we're going to tally. <laughs> it was it. my first answer when Ryan's like, what's the most embarrassing band? <laughs> <laughs> actually, Tommy's really good. He comes to all our shows. Thank you, Tommy. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Seniorities, dude. Tommy's all about the seniority. All right. So, Tommy, you are next because Mario's not here. <laughs> Who here is a fan of Susie and the Banshees? Mm. Somebody, Who's this question for? Somebody feels that like you would be surprised to learn that he's a fan of Susie and the Banshees. Who is that? I'm going to take John out of that picture on that. Uh, I might be wrong, but I'm going to see. I still know Mario doesn't really listen. You? Is that your answer? Yeah. I think I've heard one Susie and the Banshee uh, song my whole life. I'm really not that familiar with that. I saw them playing uh, Halloween. Yeah, uh, it's not me. The answer is John. Ooh. Thank you. Dave, how do you, wow. Dave, how <laughs> nice. do you feel about Susie and the Banshees? Oh, I love Susie and the We should do the deep dive sometime. Cool. Yeah, yeah I, I, There's a lot of bands I really am yeah. needing to get into. And, and I, I saw a, an act for the Halloween party on Saturday I went to. I liked it. Monday. Uh, it was great. Our friend Acacia did that. She was yeah. killing it. Oh, right on. Dude. All right, so... Dave, you're next. All right. Oh, I like this. Who here is a fan of In Excess? In Excess. 80s pseudo new wave band In Excess. It's tough. In Excess. Um, Australian band. I'm going to guess you. Me? uh, Yeah. I do like In Excess somewhat, but (laughs) but I didn't put that answer down. That was was John. That was me. I would have picked that. Who here likes In Excess? Raise your hand. I like In Excess. Really? Everyone in the barrage likes it. I'm on board. (laughs) A lot of pride there. I get my balls busted all the time. I think they're pretty good. They're great. Tommy, can you sing this song? Let's have some karaoke. First of all, the drums always sound good. Right? They sound electronic, though. Yeah. Ryan, your your moves—they're so raw. <laughs> Something. I just gotta let you know. Come on, that's a hit. That's a nice. That bass is bumping. Literally a hit. This guy's playing a Steinberger. <laughs> there was a guy in this band named Gary Gary Beers. <laughs> Double Gary's. Double Gary. <laughs> My dad's name is Jerry, and his middle name is yeah. Jerry. People <laughs> saying in the chat box. Uh, People yelling at me. People also saying uh, "Don't change is fucking mint." To people Great saying song. "Never tear us oh, yeah. apart" holds up, which I believe. Filmed in awesome. Prague in the Czech Republic. I should have. All right, John, you're next. Uh, let's. Uh, here's a good one. John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh, the Coog. Who here is a fan of <laughs> John Cougar Mellencamp? All right, I have to guess who's a fan of John Cougar Mellencamp. Out of, <laughs> I think it's you, Ryan. Totally you, you. You are correct, sir. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'll, I'll tell you which song gets me off. R O C K in the USA? No. The Authority song. That shit gets me fired up. That has a great opening riff, too. And I've been doing it since I was a young man. I come out grinning. 
When I fight a thirty, thirty always wins. I listened to the episode. I where said, you... "Oh no, oh no, oh no." Yeah, you know what? I, I'm with you on that one. I think yeah. I was listening to the episode where you did Billy. <laughs> Actually, always if I was if I played music, I would want to cover that song. That would be a great way to end your show. John, you did a full rendition of Billy Joel on acoustic guitar in one of these episodes. Yeah, I did. That yeah. was good. Can yeah. Risky hey, do you, Ward do that for me? By the way, the authority next, song. Do you can remember you when you can win a pink house from John Cougar Mellencamp? <laughs> Is that a real contest? Yeah, on MTV, you can win a pink house. Oh, that was him. a big disaster too. Wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, you remember? Yeah. <laughs> That was a punching bag, by the way. My favorite John Cougar story is uh, his, his doctor told him, you know, he used to smoke like four packs of Marlboro Reds a day. His doctor told me he had a heart attack, and he didn't believe me. He, like, choked the doctor and threw him up against the wall. Really? He's like, I didn't have no heart attack. Fuck you. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> yeah, this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> this song's depressing. Like, you know... You, you figured you, you want to win against it, though. I never you? need to hear that song again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. You know, the, in, in theory, the song is in my head. It sounds a lot better than it actually is on tape. <laughs> it should be heavier and faster, I think. Right. When you were younger. Yeah. We could rock it out. All right. Tommy, who here is a fan of Super Tramp? Oh, that's hands down Mario. No, but the answer is me. Oh, <laughs> God. You they are the man. worst. I like I'm sorry. They make me happy. They're but... fucking terrible. Ah, they make sorry. you happy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it's know. one of the most contrived bullshit things I've ever heard. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But still, I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't turn it off when it comes on. I don't. I, I Take a look at my girlfriend. <laughs> She's the only one I got. Not much of a girlfriend. It's like, whoa. Like, I, I, I'm standing, I've heard, I heard I'm standing right here. Come on, Pro Plays had worse lyrics than that. I mean, I've heard worse is not. I like the band. All right, uh, Super Tramp music. Who's next? Tommy's next. Wait, wait no, wait, that was why, Tommy. Why are we avoiding? Why? I thought we were gonna spend a half hour making fun of you for liking Super Tramp. <laughs> I like how you moved on really quick. <laughs> this is idiot. Oh, I don't know. I'm skipping ahead. I don't know what I'm doing. Go ahead. Fine. This is like the Led Zeppelin ripoff song. Can't do this either. Ugh. Ugh. Go ahead. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, Who's that, Dave or John? All right. Uh, this is Dave. Uh, Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. I'm going to guess Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with Dave on that one. Yeah. All I would have right. guessed that too. There you go. Thank you. Don't lose that. Nice job, Dave. That's your point. Thank you. I like, I like What is her. Dave? F3? Uh, no, that was his first one. First one. She's good. Uh, John's next. All right, John. I'm ready to guess who likes the embarrassing music. The band is U2. Uh, you know, I thought someone might bring that up. Hmm, this is tough. Uh, I, I know it's Mario. I know it. Or Tommy, but I think Mario. Final answer. You are correct. It's yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like U2, but I'm... And I've seen them many times in concert, but the, and they're a little embarrassing. But I, w I would be more vocal about it. I've right. seen them once in concert at Yankee Stadium. Number thirty in the chat box, getting it right. French Kizugas uh, in the chat box, getting it right. And there. a very unknown band named Primus opened up for them. I don't know any Lana. Wait, I saw that tour. Yeah. 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 What's a Lana Del Rey song? Um, that fucking video game. Summertime sadness. Summertime sadness. How's it go? Hold me a couple bars, friend. Summertime sadness. Video games, right? When, yeah, this like a very like mellow, downtrodden type yeah. stuff. You know? I, don't, I don't know. I'll play you. So I'll make you a mixtape. Yeah, here. make me a mixtape. <laughs> did you see? Did you see Pixies in you too? 
Yes, I saw that you too. You saw that tour? Yeah. yeah. Man, I've seen them like three or four times. I saw them on the zoo. You see them on the Josh tree? No, I wish. Oh. That would be, that's, that's <laughs> Toad's Tees. Uh, the Josh tree. That would be Toad's Tees. Uh, I saw them on the zoo. I like how everyone, like, uh, Bono is political, and people are like, you two should be quiet and not be political. The fact that they're like second album is called War. It's all <laughs> yeah, about politics. Exactly. You big U2 fan. You fucking dope. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah, I was saw them on that what is the Zootopia tour. Remember that? Oh, yep, Zootopia. You two should shut up about politics and just sing their songs well, the, uh, about politics and revolution. <laughs> that was the tour. That was it. Zoo TV was the tour, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He is such a boner, That's, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tommy, you're next. Okay. Uh, the band is Yes. No. Who like no this one, might come up. No one on the show likes Yes. That's a. You'd be a, surprised. That's, that's the a, point. I saw you smash. <laughs> I can promise you it's not Woody. I saw John Hulhan smash a Yes record in front of Artie Shepard from St. Vitus. You know the song, Dave? I don't want to fucking listen to Yes! <laughs> um, yeah. I'm gonna go with Mario. Mario's correct. Yeah, uh, first point, baby. Right, of course he does. Yeah, he yeah. likes that prog rock shit. No! I can tell totally you, Thank Wo- you, Mighty High. With I don't want to listen to yes. I can tell totally you, Woody in rehearsal. No, the fourth yeah. verse. We're gonna just say no. We're oh, gonna... you know that guy's like a stern taskmaster. <laughs> Even though you, you, you're playing this goofy song, everyone's all pissed off. <laughs> You're not playing the drum beat right to I Don't Want to Listen to Yes. Yeah, dude. You smashed that record for Artie. I did. I smashed Yes records. Uh, this band sucks. All right. So, Dave, yours is the Scatolites. <laughs> the the Scatolites. <laughs> oh, by the way, Late Generation opened for the Scatolites <laughs> on the Warp Tour in 1998. Nice. Mm. Scatolites. How about... Oh, okay. John. John. I'm going to guess John. Uh, no, the answer is Mario. Oh. Mario. Uh, if you know anything about Mario, he kind of likes reggae, ska kind of stuff going on. Yeah. Right on. These are the bands uh, he sent you? That's that's, could... it, yeah, he sent me some weird. <laughs> I had, I had, he's, he put uh, Steppenwolf. I did, that didn't make it, but he put Ste- but he spelled yeah. it Steppenwolf. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, did, you, did Latex play with a bunch of ska bands oh, back in the 90s? So many back in the day. Remember and, like Francis Ska Key? There's all these ska puns. You know? <laughs> Yeah, dude, Edna's Goldfish, uh, <laughs> Mustard Plug. Any, any pun of Ska. There's a any million pun, of yeah. Francis Scott Key. Scoffrica. <laughs> well, Francis Scott Key has to no- open the set with the national anthem. There's no other way around that one. Yeah. All right, John, I got one for you here. This right. is Ace of Bass. Ace of Bass. Who likes Ace of Bass? I saw the sign, right? right I yep. saw the sign. That's the band, yeah. Opened up my... They're kind of like hit a that 90s... Register. Uh, ABBA. ABBA almost, almost yeah. yeah. Which, Who by the way, ABBA's reunited. 
You know what? I, I heard that. That's right. I'm not going to uh, go I'm thinking that's you, Ryan. Oh, come on, man. What the fuck? <laughs> you just like I think that's way better than liking Super Tramp. What are you talking Super about? Trump that's not a, even close. Super Tramp is offensive. Uh, Ace of Bases. Oh, man. That's... Fine. It's pop music, whatever. Ryan got the text. Uh, no. By the way, that's not uh, right. My first guess was Mario, by the way. But... Uh, no, it's actually Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Third guess. Oh. Yeah, a little bit. Ace of Bases. Ace of Bases. By no means am I a huge fan, but I don't mind them whatsoever. Right. I could see it. I'd rather listen to Ace of Bass and Super Tramp. Yeah, that's, your, that's your problem. Sc- Scarstron Smith, Risk <laughs> Scott Ward, Scott Zugas. We're going to get Risk Scott Ward. F. Scott anyway. Fitzgerald. F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> Paul, Sc- Paul Scott Scanley. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> Scanley. Listen up. You ready for some reggae? Hey, you're mixing your drop. Heard some of you people like picking up change out there tonight. <laughs> uh, who's this? Tommy, this is your last one. Scalloween. Uh, Scalloween. The Tesla. chat box is going crazy with Scott puns. Tesla. Oh, man. Mm. I'm going to go with John. Good. How and- come I keep trying to throw everybody off by going, hmm, hmm, and they all guess it right? Damn I've it. I've been saying, hmm, too. No, I, I think I've heard you say That's you like another Tesla. one you should be ashamed of. I yourself. am ashamed. I am ashamed. Great. That, they're great. Least, you, Who you, said they're great? Uh, Tommy? Yeah, come on now. Well, listen, I am ashamed. That's why I gave it. That's why I texted it to you. You super tramp shame me. I'm going to give it right back Listen, to you. they're terrible, but uh, hey, I was a big Tesla fan. <laughs> uh, Dave, your last yes. one. Yes. This is your last one for the night. All right. Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Duran Duran. That's a good, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say you. Correct. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. There's yep. no shame in that. I'll tell you what, I come around to Damn these right. guys a lot. They're a good, great band. Damn right. I'm not embarrassed by it at all. John, your last one is right. Skrillex. Skrillex? Actually, I'm going to have some more for you since Mario's not here. I'm going to give oh, you his question. Oh, man. Skrillex? Yeah. Mario's a big Skrillex fan. I, uh, come on. It can't be you. You don't know who that guy is. can't be Mario. There's no way he knows who it is. By process of elimination, it's Tommy Rockstar. <laughs> Tommy Rockstar. I'm Tommy Botstar. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. Skrillex. Uh, let's go into a bonus round here. Mario's yeah. not here. He's out. How many points does Tommy have? T- uh, how two. many you got? Two. two. I got four here. What's Dave got? I got two. Two? Oh, man. I'm running away with it. Come on, guys. Hey, we got a right. team up here. Skrillex. <laughs> Tommy, uh, let's give you Bob Seger. That's, fucking, that's Mario Town, USA. Bob Seger is... John Houlihan. Wow. There's no way Mario likes Bob Seger. I like Bob Seger. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> Such an embarrassing. All right. Uh, Dave? Yes. Who likes the cars? The cars. I'm going to... I picked Tommy for a cars guy. Tommy, do you like the cars? Everyone like in the, the chat box right. totally getting my number on the Bob Seger button. But, uh, yeah, that's... But I like them, too. Actually, it's me. Um, it's you. It's you. Yeah. Yeah. Me, I, I like the cars. The hell? Same I type of thing. I, I, the scars. I get happy with the scars. Oh, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be embarrassed. Scannel cunt. Scannel cunt. Oh, my God. Chatbox, just write the show, please, for me. Thank right. you. John, uh, who likes Boston? The band Boston. Ooh, Bostron. Bostron, as you might Dave say. Dave Weston from Bostron. Oh, <laughs> uh, who likes Boston? Uh, man, it's between Ryan and Tommy for me. I don't think I think Mario grew up in an era where he thought Boston was bullshit. 
Well, I'm going to go Tommy Rockstar. It was me. Ah. Mostly because I think uh, Long Time is a very good song. Right. But the, otherwise... the, the, there's a lot of people who argue the for, first Boston tape is uh, actually pretty yeah. good, but I don't, I'm not one of those people. I got, uh, <laughs> I got two left here. Who's got the most? Uh, John. Garth writing fucking Bob Seger in the chat box. God damn it, he writes. Scob Seger? Scob Seger. Scob Seger. Uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania's premier Bob Seger Scott cover band, <laughs> Scott Seger. It's at home of Dave Weston, actually. <laughs> Except no substitutes, you know, because there's another guy on the other side of town with another Scott Bob, Bob Seger stand. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, what's the score here? John, you got what, I got, four? I got four pieces of paper in front of me. Tommy, what do you got? Dose. I'm dropping a deuce to tear it loose. Yeah, you, got, you got two I'm also? I'm deucing it as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, who's next? Uh, John just went, so <laughs> I guess me or Dave. All right. <laughs> uh, Elton John. Eltron John. Correct Tron, bro. I'm going to say no for John. I'm going to say you, Ryan. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> I would pick Ryan, too. It's actually John. It's me. Uh, <laughs> if you listen, listen John, there are some good Eltron John songs. If you, if you listen to the show, I, I like one Elton John song. They were very well crafted. And <laughs> I would never in a million years peg you for an Eltron. Dave, Dave Westron, what do you think of Eltron John? Uh, picky. Picky. P- picky John. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. You got to pick and choose. Pick but, and you know, listen, yeah. I will say that, uh, you know, I'm not a fan, but I, I like, why not? Yeah. Give a fuck. Screw all you. <laughs> I'll listen to Elton John in my room and you can all suck it. All right, last one. Uh, Dave, you get the last one. Right. Uh, Blink 182. Blink 182. You got to get Mario for that. He's the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Rough. I, I'm gonna guess Tommy. You got it, my friend. Wow. <laughs> when you said me, I was gonna go home crying. <laughs> somehow I'm getting all the bootiest shit right now. <laughs> Tommy, uh, Blink 182 or Super Tramp? Uh, Blink 182, baby. What do you think, Dave? A uh, Bears, Bears fan? Yeah. You know, don't come over here and slap me, but I'm gonna go Super Tramp. Super Tramp, that. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, don't listen, I guys, don't blame you on don't that. Don't let one. these guys shame you. <laughs> <laughs> there was a. I think I'm with you. I hate Super Tramp. I'm. I, I think I'm listening to Super Tramp on my desert island. If yeah. the, if I had a choice between that and Blink 182, with uh, Jamie Buffett. Ugh. Sir Mick Scala. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're too late, Mario. The show's over. It's over. You missed the game. You missed the game. It's 11-16. We can, we can do a Mario bit for five minutes. Come on. No, there's no bit. The oh, boy. Here he is. Here's Mario Asara. <laughs> he's here and he's ready. How drunk are you now? Oh, my God. I don't believe they let me drive here. Oh, man. You oh, got to stop You mean take an shit. Uber here, Mario. I was drinking James Bond-type martinis. With three olives, I heard they call that dirty. Mario, Mario Sorrow. I'm so sorry I'm late. What's up, Mario? Mario There's a knock on the door. It's 11.15. It's Mario. Where have you been? (laughs) (laughs) He's got one for every minute. Hey, uh, Mario, meet Dave Weston. Dave Weston, meet Mario. I'm sorry I miss you. Oh, hey, I can't believe you're still here. You actually hung out with the boys. Thank you. Guess who's back and got the fresh rap like Dragon Style? I'm gonna set you all. Mario Scassaro joining us in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) I like yes. I like Steppenwolf. The Scatolites. Steven Wolf. You like Steven Wolf? I like Steppenwolf too. I'm with you on that one. 
Mario, uh, uh, Scottalites, uh, I never would have thought you were a fan of the Scottalites. Actually, I, I meant the Mario guy, Ascaro, I think I like better. On even. Canal Street, the <laughs> man who sold the Scottalite records took me to their studio in uh, in uh, New, New Jersey. Where were they? In Trenton, New Jersey. Yeah. Trentron. That's yeah. right. And I hung out, and I, I love the reggae. What can I say? The yeah. Scottalites are the roots of the rock of the reggae. Reggae, I don't know. I, I just have nothing for it. I got no yeah. time for it. So how did the show go? It doesn't appeal to me. It went great. We had a great interview with uh, Stuart Shapiro from Night Flight. You remember that show, Mario? I do, I do. I, I researched both of our guests. Did you, stay up, did you stay up late watching Night Flight in the 80s? They showed the best movies. That's right. They See, showed all your like favorite like uh you know cult horror movies and things like that. These are the things yeah, you like. You didn't have DVDs or on demand. You just had to wait for it to be on TV. Right. You set your VCR, which I am selling VCRs now. <laughs> let's, oh, do, yeah? let's do a commercial break for that. <laughs> See, VCRs are the wave of the future. Yeah, Mario's on this big VCR kick. He's telling me a poker like he's going to start stockpiling he's, VCRs. Yeah, right. He read an article that the last VCR will be built, and then he just decided that he's going to jump on that. <laughs> I know. I know. Mario, how was your event tonight? I was at the Douglaston Manor Country Club. Okay. That shit's been built in the eight, 19, 18, 90 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right, 1990. <laughs> they have a bowling alley in their basement. It's like uh, there will be blood. So anyhow, did anybody, you bowl? Uh, no. Anybody who's a coach, we have this little party, and they have hors d'oeuvres and open bar, and that's our reward for being coaches. Of what? Of bocce? What? What were you coaching? I, I, <laughs> I coach soccer and baseball uh, for CYO, oh, the right. Christian Youth Organization. Did it had everything yeah. go smoothly? Any like full pause of the party? Everything was good. Yeah, I met the guy that I smoked weed with at the uh, Halloween party a week before. He was dressed as a hippie. Then I saw him tonight. He's like a Wall Street broker. He's got no hair. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're the guy I smoked weed with. I thought you were one of us. Bunch of Trump He's a narc. Bunch of Trump supporters. Ugh. I talked to. Uh, the election's four days away. It is. It's crazy. Thank God. It's finally over. Thank God. We, Mario, be we better win. Or oh, it's revolution, man. It's rever fucking lucian. Mario Riot. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, if we don't win, how are we going to live with this? <laughs> what do you mean, we? We, we. The good side. Uh, it's not, well, the semi-good side. It's a side. A side it's, that's it's, better than the other yeah, side. Yeah, right, exactly. Which Ma I've been saying all along. Mary, I'm curious, what research did you do on our guest Dave Weston here? Did you go to Wikipedia? What Dave you... Weston is on a band called Weston, named <laughs> after a band because they practiced in their dad's garage. That's, or that's in the exactly basement. right. All right. <laughs> He's, <we did> it. <laughs> and uh, you guys were good, but then what happened? What happened? I heard you had uh, the you know, the 90s? Grilled by Mary. You guys are good, but what happened? <laughs> I don't know much more than that. <laughs> Excellent give a, job. Give me a drink, and I'm ready, because I had, give you I had a, a drink. couple martinis, and I had- I'm doing the radio show. You can help yourself uh, to whatever's inside, I guess. I'll have some of this Gene He just Bim. goes right for the Gene Bim. To Brian. <laughs> Brian Music Gene Off, Bim. I missed you. The, the Gene Bim. You know, uh, Ryan- Brian keeps posting pictures of me and him with your Emmy. I don't know what he's trying to say, but he he's keeps missing. Oh, he's uh, Brian Musikoff, you're talking about? He misses us. I remember I that guy. Brian. He's right here. He's right in front of me. I love you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we hardly knew you. Uh, pour a little pouring a, a little Jim Beam onto the the portrait of Brian Musikoff. Uh, rest pour in it peace. out on Brian. We miss you too, Brian. I'm sure uh, you don't. Uh, the, he's not listening to the show anymore. Apparently. <laughs> All right. So we what do we do? What do we got, Ryan? Are we done? We're done. I win. You win. Damn I win. It. I'm the best. Damn F it. all you. Best. All right.
Thank you. I'd like to thank the Academy. All hail John Houlihan. Thank you. And uh, Mr. Ed, my partner. Mario, try to guess any embarrassing bands we listen to. All right, so what was the point of the game? All right, I got it. We can't. We got, there's no way. You like kiss somebody, like say kiss, obviously. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Dave Westron. Thank you, Mario. Thank you, Tommy Rockstar. Thank you, Ryan. Dave, seriously, thanks a lot for coming in, man. Well, I really appreciate it. But please come by uh, anytime and never be afraid to talk. You know, don't worry about stepping on us. Uh, jump right in there, buddy. And uh, anytime you want to come on, uh, feel free. All right, sounds good. And we'll you. have you on. And uh, thank you very much, Stuart Shapiro, for calling in, creator of Night Flight. Go to nightflightplus.com. And subscribe to the Night Flight service. It's worth every penny. Congratulations, Jose, for uh, winning the uh, yearly subscription. And also to Patrick Walsh from Ireland. And Mario, any parting words of wisdom, Mario? Go vote. For God's sakes, vote. Go vote. Get out there and vote. I don't care who you vote for. No, I care. As long as it's not Donald <laughs> Trump. <right? laughs> Thank you, for everybody. Go vote. Uh, exercise, your, uh, exercise your freedom there. We'll, we'll and, be back uh, next week with a spe special surprise guest, so it's we'll getting worked next out. Week. And Ryan, here to back you up, is uh, the isolated bass track from Rio by Duran Duran. Listen oh, to this oh, guy. This is brilliant. Work the fucking thud staff on this tune. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Carlin. Thanks, Garth. Thanks, number 30. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, everybody in the chat box. Uh, 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 Jose and Kazugas, and we'll see you next week. We have anything going on next week? We'll talk later. Yeah, we're talking about some big name guests coming yeah. up. Yeah. Are, are we still in talks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hasn't died out. It's gonna out. be big. It's gonna well, be huge. He, that big name guest can't make it next week, but he's coming another week. So. All right, we'll see you next week, everybody. We we'll be here live right here on Radio Nope, live from the Barrage. Appreciate it. Later. Peace. It's right. gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you know. Donald Trump won't be the president next time we uh, fingers. Well, crossed. he won't be. He still has to be inaugurated or assassinated or whatever. <laughs> what do they call that again? Yeah. I forget. I'm not calling. I'm, what, what happened here? You know what's happening? You just call into your own show. Yeah, I just called in. <laughs> Hello, caller. I'm not oh. saying I'm calling for the assassination of Donald Trump. But I just want to make that clear. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.